radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Because okay. Luce Crosby went in to steal it. Takes it around the net. Sidney Crosby coming out. Tied up. Gets loose again. Shakes off that check. Goes the other way. Crosby owning the puck. Trying to get out front of the net. Crosby does get out. On his knees. Got it back. The tank fires. Scores. Friday, January 4th, 2019. I am Bruce Pataglia of Puck77.com. And uh, I'm James Cole. Uh, same website. Nice. Yeah. How you doing, man? How was New Year's? It's good. Well, it was okay. No, it wasn't. No. Tell, tell everyone about your New Year's. So I worked. Um, I was bartending. Making some, you know, sick tips. Some scorchuni. Yeah. Yeah. Was supposed to meet up at a shag with my girlfriend and, and some of her friends after, after I was off. So I bolt. I get out. Of, I get out of work. I go straight there. Uh, paid ten bucks to get in. Nice. Took two steps to the right. Where were you at the Coliseum? Yeah, at the Coliseum. That's the nice. place to be. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing better than a good night at the Coliseum in Thunder Bay. That's true. It's That's the place true. to be. Yeah. Took two steps to the right. Tried to buy some drink tickets. The guy looks me right in the eye and says, um, "We might be out of liquor." What? Might might be. What? So I didn't buy any, any drink tickets right away on you know on the chance that they didn't have any liquor. Turns out all they had left was uh, OVs. So like, okay, that's fine. Get some beers in me. It's not good. It's gonna be a slow process, but you know, get I'll get going here. Catch up. I get a couple beers in my hands. And the ladies inform me that we're leaving in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I do the best I can with what I've been given. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, we're going back to so-and-so's house. And, you know, we'll, we'll head there. And you come along. We'll help pay for your cab ride home kind of thing. Oh, sounds great. So it sounds like a wonderful evening. We get back. Spend uh, 10 minutes mingling. Eating a little bit of food. And uh, then everyone went to bed. So I called a cab. And an hour and a half later, at 4 a.m., I got home. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve, buddy. Two beers deep. New Year's Eve. Uh, yes, it wasn't great. Well, that's I'm sorry to hear that. Yours? Um, oh, yeah, and this is Laced Up Hockey Podcast. Um, I, uh, I didn't do anything. I watched uh, Sharp Objects, starring Amy Adams. It's a wonderful miniseries. It was great, worth all the hype. I would highly, highly recommend and then I watched, uh, started watching Veep, which I'm a big fan of. So I watched a lot of TV, got into some new shows, really enjoying it. Some strong female leads. So, uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, probably the fifth New Year's in a row I did nothing. And uh, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm starting to get used to it. That's fair. I'm starting to not mind it. I'm a New Year's guy. Like, I actually like going out for New Year's, but it just hasn't worked out the last few years. But, uh, 
Yeah, see, I have gone over the last few years, um, and aside from a wedding that I went to a couple years ago, which was a great time, um, not, not the best. I don't no. know. Like it's, a wedding would be the place to be. I, I loved it. it a was wedding great. would be the place I, I was to really, be. I was really... Shag is the runner-up. Yeah. I was I was skeptical, like when when I heard like, oh yeah, we're doing our we're doing our wedding on New Year's Eve. I'm like, oh, the fuck's doing there's there is never Year's really Eve? a bad time to do a wedding. There really I, isn't. I guess. Like even in the dead of February, yeah. I mean, it'd be better if it were in the summer or like any other time of year. But like if you go to one in the dead of February, eh, it's something to do in the dead of February. You know? Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, I guess so. I think the one time I wouldn't want to go is like during like the NHL playoffs. Or like March Madness, or like January fifth. Ooh, or I yeah, I guess if the World Juniors were on, because yeah. maybe we should talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the uh, the World Junior Championships are the preliminary round is now done. Our preview was well, we weren't that far off. We made, we made some good predictions. Sweden's good. Yeah. USA is good. Yeah, Finland is good. Canada mm-hmm. not Canada's not spectacular, but they're pretty good. I'd love to try um, the goals and allow the yeah that'll happen. And, that'll happen when the, the Denmark game was fucked. That was fucked. Puck just kept going in. It wasn't even like they were trying to run up the score. And here, oh god, you hear about Don Cherry? No. So Don Cherry's all pissed because they were running up the score. Morgan Frost celebrated when uh, he made it like what three nothing. Don Cherry's mad. Like, I he didn't watch that game. There is no fucking way Don Cherry watched that game because what. There's no way. That guy lives for Canada. You tell? Are you, did you watch a game? Yeah. Are you telling me Canada was trying to run up the score? I'm, they would throw the puck towards the net and it would go in the net. That was the worst. I'm telling nightmare you, night for those goalies. I'm telling you that an 87 year old man who thinks Canada was running up the score watched a game and saw that. He watched the game. He just doesn't understand how it works anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just because the goaltending looked yeah. like it was from the 1970s. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but they didn't try to run up the score to me. I I didn't think so at all. I, I was watching the game and and they, they you know there were a couple goals later on where they'd be a nice player and I, a nice shot. I'm not, I'm not gonna there lie were a lot of goals where I, it was just ugly, ugly bounce and whatever. I hope they were trying to run up the score. Who cares? It's a tournament. What the hell do I? It, I don't care it, if they were. It's a tie breaking. Like it comes into play if, sure. if things get down to it. Like you yeah, need goals in the tournament, so. What's the problem? It's I enjoyed tournament. the game. If if you're talking like game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals, yeah, maybe stop running the score up when you you, you know you've got the cup. You know it's it's over. The season's done. There's nothing left to play for. Mm-hmm. That's fine. In a short tournament where goals matter, eh, there's, no, there's no rules. There's there's no obligation to stop scoring after you get like six or seven. Just keep going. You you have two weeks together as a team. You have an opportunity now at this point where the game is over. You've already won. Let's maybe practice as a team. You know, get some experience with your line mates. Understand how these guys play. Because the next game is not going to be 14 nothing, And the one after that is not going to be 14 nothing. So, I don't know. I don't see a problem with running up the score. Uh, not saying that's what they were doing. But uh, yeah, I don't it think does, so. doesn't bother me either way. I don't think so. Just Denmark had a historically bad night. Sure. What are you going to do? Sure. Um... What do you think? Like who, who you liking so far? I mean, technically Russia is the only four and clean team. Yeah, I guess I guess they were um, technically in a tournament like this because Sweden won an OT. So you can give Sweden like Sweden hasn't lost a game either, but yeah, um, Sweden blew that lead. 
against the U.S. There, they were up what four nothing, and they looked like the, a very dominant team. And and it's that's that's World Juniors for you. It's it's easy to flip a switch, and all of a sudden you got a a barn burner on your hands. But you know the Russians. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on the Russians. They got um, they got a four nothing win over Denmark. That's it's fine. That's you know, expected. But they needed their goalie to bail them out uh, against not only the Canadians in that two to one game. But the Czechs as well. They really, like, they did not have a great game against the Czechs. I don't know if you watched that one. No. The uh, Russians, a lot of the time, looked like they were trying to keep up with the Czechs. And if not for their goalie, whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, I don't know if we're talking about a 4 0 Russian team. I don't know. No. Yeah. Great goalie. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something to do, a little bit of collusion there. Maybe they a little, uh, bit of, a little bit of drugs, hacking, hacking into of, the uh, uh, hacking into the results, and did anyone actually watch these games? Maybe the Russians just hacked the game sheet after the a little bit of result doping. Yeah, yeah, do- yeah that's what it is. Maybe doping and and result hacking. Yeah, I don't know. Like their only their only really convincing win um, outside of Denmark, which you know kind of speaks for itself, was the Swiss game when they won seven four. Look, I. The Swiss don't get me wrong; they've impressed me in this tournament. But you gotta you gotta figure the Russians were going into that one expecting a better result. Like that game was probably a lot closer than they felt comfortable uh, playing. You know. Yeah, I thought they were gonna lose. Yeah, the Swiss were up what three to one at one point. Yeah. Um, took a big comeback for the Russians. They have not looked good. Like yeah, they're four zero. I get it. They won the division. They're gonna get an, an easy first round matchup. They're probably going to the uh, the semis. Maybe they okay, so, get lucky in the semis, but... So they, uh, for those of you following along at home, uh, at the time we record this podcast, uh, all these games happen today. Uh, Russia plays Slovakia. The Czech plays the U.S. Finland plays Canada. And Switzerland plays Sweden. Okay, so the winner of Slovakia-Russia. Yeah. Who you think Slovakia beats Russia? Right? Russia beats I'm sorry, Slovakia. Russia beats Slovakia. Yeah. And then they play... U.S. Czech. U.S. Czech. Who wins there? Taking the Czechs. Over U.S.? Yeah. Okay. And then on the other side, we got Canada, Finland. Yeah. Who are you taking? That's me close. I'll, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Canada, but this isn't going to be like a, a 5-1 Canada drubbing. This, is, this might need overtime. This is going to be... I think Canada's going to be trailing for a lot of this game. I think it's going to take a, a big third-period comeback. We're going to have a Jordan Everly moment. Who is this year's Jordan oh Everly? Wow, that's a great question. Is it number 14, Max Comtois? I hope not. Um, Why not? Because he's already I, a star or I what? I haven't loved Comtois this tournament. Come on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Agree to disagree there, Look, Zach. He looks like the best player in the tournament, but he's not acting like it. I'll I'll say that much. He's not all. He's not a lot of skill. It's a skill tournament. Sure. He's just the strongest guy I've ever seen in the World Juniors. Right. But yeah, I don't know. He's the captain. He's flopping all over the ice. I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. It's, it's, I like it. I okay. So you taking who? Canada. I'm taking Canada in overtime. And then Switzerland, Sweden. Yes, Sweden. <laughs> oh, really? Handedly. Come on. What are you talking about? Seven, what I, what seven, are you going to tell them? Um, I am going to take Russia over Slovakia. I'm going to take the U.S. over the Czechs. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take Canada over Finland and Sweden over Switzerland. Mm. But 
I will say where my opinion differs from yours. I think Canada is going to give it to Finland because I think they've got something to prove after, uh, in my opinion, a few not fantastic efforts. Uh, and I do think Sweden-Switzerland is going to be a lot closer than you think. I think that's a one-goal game, and it's going to go to overtime. Really? Yeah, I think the Swiss have a lot of fight in them. I, I really, like the Swiss. I love what I've seen out of the Swiss. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I think that's going to be a closer game. But yeah, so who... Okay, so we're looking at... You're looking at Russia, Czech, Canada, Sweden. I'm looking at Russia, U.S., Canada, Sweden. Yeah. Who, who are we taking to the gold medal games at this point? Because I've already eliminated my gold medal and bronze medal favorites. That's fair. Um, I got the Czechs going for gold. They're beating the Russians. Okay. And uh, Sweden beating Canada. Really? Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. And who who wins the gold medal out of that? Sweden. It's okay. You you like the Swedes, eh? I like the Swedes. Okay. I'm taking uh, Russia is going to lose to the U.S. Hmm. Interesting. I am taking Canada over Sweden. Wow. And I'm taking a Canada-U.S. gold medal game. Really? And I am taking Canada. (laughs) For a guy that doesn't Uh, love this team. (laughs) Well, okay, I like the makeup of this team. I think they've kind of... They have some difficulties that I think they are very, very capable of getting over. Very specifically, I'm talking about the power play. Uh, There is no reason why this power play should be struggling. Other than the fact that we're talking about a Tim Hunter power play, um, look, Tim Hunter's a good coach. He's just uh, he's a de- defensive coach more so. I think the power play gets moving at some point here because three for whatever is not really acceptable at the World Junior level. I like the goaltending a lot. I got to say that I, I really haven't seen a goaltender as good as Mikey DiPietro in the World Juniors in a, in a little while. Um, so I, I like what's going on in back in net. I don't know. I don't believe in the Russians. I don't believe in the Swedes. Okay. That much. I don't believe in the Russians either. But nice. I don't know. This, the Swedes, they look poised. I nice. Don't know. Well, they, they came up short last Rasmus year. Rasmus Sandin. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. He's looking good. So the Leafs have a good prospect. That's uh, basically what we got out of that. Yeah. Here's my biggest prediction for, hmm. uh, for today. Okay. Okay. You're going to like this one. Rasmus Sandin gets um, five goals. By the end of today. Uh, the Danes will have more goals in the tournament than the Ch- uh, than Kazakhstan. Uh, please note that Kazakhstan has a five-goal lead on Denmark, who has yet to score. So just take that for what it's worth. So you think Denmark's going to just yeah. just destroy six the nothing. Kazakhs today? Yeah, 6 nothing. Okay. We're going to hear that goal song for the first time. And cool. Yeah. Well, good for the Danes. Yeah. Um, New Year's Eve just passed, as I mentioned. And uh, I did not know until... Uh, New Year's Eve, who was playing in the Winter Classic on Winter's Day, which was Boston and Chicago. Yeah. I remember someone telling me. I, d- I didn't remember till yesterday. Okay. Is I, that I like, had no idea. Is that a thing where you just don't have a good memory? No, or? my point is I, I don't really give a shit about the Winter Classic anymore. I'm kind of okay. done with it. I'm fine that they're doing it. Like, I'm not saying don't do it. It's not like I hate it, but like, I'm, d- I'm done caring, I think. Okay. I, I don't hate outdoor games. But, like, the Winter Classic one, to me, I don't know why I get that it's the Classic. I'm just, I'm done with it. I don't care. I'm sick of seeing the same two teams play. I'm sick of Chicago, as is everyone. They are bad. There's no, I don't want another excuse to watch this team. I'd yeah. rather, like, you know what I mean? The Rangers aren't having a good year. I'd rather watch the Rangers Boston or something. Like, at least the Rangers are semi-interesting. You know? There's nothing interesting about Chicago. 
other than it's like a museum of of currently the corpses of what used to be of yesterday's stars. It's it's like watching a museum on ice. I don't care. It's boring. It's uh, I don't give a shit. Show me what's current. Show me what's happening now. I want to see a young, exciting team. Fuck, put the Islanders on. I don't care. Um, they got some guys, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So. Barzell. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of it has to do Beauvais. with where you're playing the game. Don't you Yo, think? Yeah, no, I, I... Like, if the NHL's... It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't need to be Chicago at Notre Dame, though. Well, yeah, it kind of has to be. Does like, it? Who else is it going to be? They're the closest team to Notre Dame, Indiana. I guess. Like... I guess. Are you going to home... get any Predators fans driving now. to Notre Dame? Uh, no. no. No, I'm not talking so... about the Predators. I'm talking about one of your other classic, like, fucking yeah. Red Wings, you know. Maybe the Red Wings are a bad example right now, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'm just sick of Chicago. I am, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm but so I, sick I of think, this. I think it's got a lot to do, like... Like, it'd be, it'd be weird if it was like, oh, we're going to play the outdoor game in St. Louis, and it's going to be the Bruins and the Blackhawks. Then, yeah, I, I would... I, would, I, I get it. Like... Even There's your made, even there. your made up scenario, I hate. Why are the Blackhawks playing? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't. I'm so I'm so ready to go back to. I'm I'm okay. I'm not a Blackhawks hater. I need to make it clear. I'm not like someone who, you know, the Blackhawks have won all these cups, and it's like, oh, god, I've always hated the Blackhawks. And I was fine when they were winning. I'm I would be fine if they won again, but then they're, they're not going to. They're done. So I, I'm I'm done with them now. I'm ready to go back to the 2002 Tony Amante fucking days where it's like you barely even knew this team existed. No one went to the games. No one talked to them. Like just go into witness protection for a few years because I'm done hearing about the Blackhawks for a little while. Let's just put it to rest. You guys are done. Trade your parts off. Parcel them off. Send Taves to the Coyotes. I'd like to see. Send Kane to the who else has Caprum. Does anyone else, no else have Capram? Send Kane to the Bla- to the Coyotes. <laughs> Send them both to the Coyotes for the corpse of Marion Hosa. I'd I'd like to see like a true rebuild in Chicago because I I do think the NHL is a better league when Chicago is relevant. Sure, you're talking about the th- what third or fourth biggest market in the NHL right now. You know when when that city is tuned in, when that city gives a shit about hockey, the league is better. I think. Well, I don't disagree. And, for them to go through what they did there in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, again, like we almost lost the Blackhawks. It's weird to think about losing an original six team, like in the twenty first century, but it almost happened. We nearly lost the Blackhawks in two thousand one. So I'm glad to see there was some stability. They won their cups. It's great. I was a little bitter, you know, as a Leaf fan watching a team that had waited longer than I have for a cup before I got mine. But it is what it is. I think it signaled good things to come for the league. And I thought you were going to say good things to come for the Leafs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think a I, lot of these outdoor... I think your team's about to get over the hump yeah, there, I buddy. Know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much. I think a lot of this outdoor game stuff is just a way to repay the fans in Chicago for you know not giving up on, on what on what it was. Uh, That's not they, to say they care. They've been repaid, though. Yeah, they I won three so. cups. They've gotten 15 outdoor games. Like, it's... It's six. That's it? Six. I thought it was closer to nine. No, that, that, that was just six last night. Oh god, I'm still it's, it's I'm over it. No, I I'm get done. it. I it's get just, it. I am too. You know what? It's not even that they've had so many outdoor games and like I said, it's it's not that I'm sick of the Blackhawks being relevant. It's that I'm sick of the fact that now they're not relevant and we're still trying to pretend that they are. I want I want 
the league to just admit now that this team's done and it's time to stop marketing the Blackhawks for a few years. It, it and probably will. They don't know well, that in June oh, when they schedule the game, they right? They should have. Uh-huh. They should have. It was yeah. pretty glaring a couple years ago it was over. When they lost to the Predators two years ago, we we should have known. Really? I I knew. The Predators? Yeah. The team that just won the Western Conference? No, but they got swept. They got swept and they looked terrible. They didn't wow. score a goal the three or four games. Great team. Yeah, but no if national hot. If the Leafs ho- got swept by the Predators, I wouldn't be upset. So you're telling me that the Blackhawks getting beaten probably worse than any team in the salary cap era in a series. I don't know about that. They didn't score a goal three of the four games. It's sure. terrible. Oh, that's a hot goalie. You could say, make the same oh, argument about 3 when J.S. Shigeru went on a run all the way to the Cup Finals. So you're not you, telling me the Avalanche were irrelevant okay, in 2003. Okay, but okay. Here, here's my problem with your stance, though. You're getting all worked up and you're trying to argue that the Blackhawks were still good. We now know, James. We have the benefit. No. They were bad, though. My Why are you ar- even trying to argue they were still good? Is that they were the done. NHL we know that know. now. That's oh, argument. They should have the known. They should have known. No, they shouldn't have known. Uh, I There's knew. No way to know. I knew. I'm no expert. I don't know. Yeah. You got lucky. I got lucky? Yeah. No, I could, I could look at the fucking <laughs> age of these players and know that they were going to fucking be a... Brent Seabrook was eventually going to be the shell of him former self you because he was not a fucking Stan long-term... Stan Bowman was going to trade away Artemi Panarin in 2016. Well, I didn't know that. And you didn't know that Corey Crawford was going to get a concussion in 2017. No, but I always thought Corey Crawford was a bad goalie, yeah, so I, I, again, like, still kind of came to yeah, fruition yeah. where he's not in the league anymore. I guess. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Regina gets an outdoor game now. Chicago? It's Chicago versus Chicago, actually. Chicago versus the Rough. They're going to split squad the Chicago Blackhawks. No, it'll be the Calgary Flames and the uh, Winnipeg Jets on October 26th of 2019. Uh, I will be there. You possibly will be there. We'll see. I I will be going. Um, Who's the home team? I don't know if they said. I don't know. They should make the last game of the year that those two play for home ice advantage. Yeah. That'd be the that'd, way to do it. That'd be a Because you know idea. that they're just going to flip a coin in some office in New York in yeah. June. And well, decide. and it'll, it'll give Calgary something to play for in March. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm saying the Flames are going to suck by then. Uh-huh. I, don't believe, I don't believe that. Oh, the fl- well, no, the Flames look great. Um, that's a, that's actually going to be a really good game, I think, too, to be honest the with you. Top teams in each division. Let's in the see West, how either of those teams get worse by then. Yeah. They're both young. Exactly. They both have a lot of... Winnipeg may have may have some things to look into on their blue line moving forward because I'm not sure how things are going to turn out with Dustin Bufflin here. Um, and, you know, Myers is sort of aging and there Truba was always talk that Truba's leaving. So, like, yeah. eh, they may have a little cause for concern on the back end, but I would their offense is so good that they'll be fine. But I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I should clarify. I don't hate these outdoor games. I, I, I think it's cool. I've never been to one. I'd like to go to one. Uh, I think it's something every fan should probably try once. I'm assuming I've never been to one. Um, you know, so I, I like that they exist. Arguably, there was too many a few years ago. I think we've scaled back the number of them now. So now it's only like two or three a year, which is fine, as opposed to like five a few years ago. Yeah. Well, it's, so. it's, it's nice that they're doing it in October in Regina, too, so it'll only be minus 30 instead of minus 85. And, <laughs> yeah, the, you know. the skitters won't be out anymore, nope. so that'll be nice. Yeah, you yeah. that harsh prairie wind that'll just be whipping all the players in the face, so they'll have to wear full cages or, you know, those full uh, If you or someone you know lives in Regina, 
um, and you're a listener of the Laced Up podcast, and you or you've ever been to Regina and you know of something to do, please let us know because we need to begin planning. You know what we're uh, indoor do, activities. What we're gonna do other than this game while we're there? So yeah. I don't know. We might just drive to a different city or something. Yeah. Drive another eight hours to Calgary. So hit up the Saddle Dome with Regina Cowboys getting getting this game. Are there any other like neutral site markets that you'd like to see the NHL kind of tap into for an outdoor game like this? Ooh. Like they did it with Notre Dame, they did it with Annapolis, uh, with the Leafs and Red Wings a few years ago. That's not to say that any of these cities are like getting markets or anything like that, but you know what I mean. Like I think the NHL's realizing that like we, yeah we don't need a team some. in Saskatchewan, but damn it, we could fill a stadium for one night only, yeah. kind of thing, right? So like. Is there anything else there that comes to mind? There probably are some. I can't really can't, okay. think of anything. That's fair. I mean... Because we've proven now that we can play these games anywhere. They could have... You look have, at Los Angeles, you look at Dallas. Yeah. They can play these games anywhere now. They could so, have utilized Seattle before they, they had have. a team. And you know what I mean? Done a, a Ducks versus sure. Vancouver game when the Ducks were at their height or something like yeah. that. I'm thinking um, like cities that maybe aren't now. on the radar... You know? Yeah, well, I mean... Like, I wouldn't do one in Quebec City. I don't know how on the radar Seattle was on a large scale until recently. Like, I don't, I didn't really hear many people talking about them until recently, but... Um, I don't know. There probably are some. I've just never really thought about it. Kansas City, maybe? Is that they, a good way to test the waters there? Do they get a winter? I don't know. I guess it's Missouri, so... Yeah, you'd have to think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Quebec City, like, they've already got the arena built kind of thing, so there's no need to test an outdoor game. They can just have... These preseason matches, you know. Oh, but they could they could just have an outdoor game there. It's uh, the capital city of ice, oh, Quebec yes, City. Yes. Everything is made out of ice. What about the uh, hotels are made out of ice? How do you feel about Halifax? Think Halifax could do it? I don't know who you get to play. But. See, the fun thing about these winter games, and the thing that goes over my head, is I don't understand how they can make ice in warm climates like this sometimes last so long and be such good ice. Because, like, how the hell? It doesn't get cold enough in Halifax, but it's a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure they could do it. They're yeah. doing an outdoor game, I should add. The Winter Classic next year is in Dallas. Not next year, but... Year 2020. Year. 2020 Winter Classic. Year is it now? It's 2019. Oh, yeah, cool. All right, that is next year. Yeah, that is nice. next year's Winter Classic. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Neat. Yep. So Dallas got a, a, a Winter Classic game. They have not... They do not have an opponent yet, which is interesting. Who's it going to be? Well, I had a theory, and, yeah. and, and now I've just realized that that's next year. So, yeah, <clears throat> I was thinking they were holding off on naming an opponent because there was maybe some lingering speculation that Houston was going to scoop up the Coyotes, and then all of a sudden we have a chance to have a Battle of Texas. I mean, type event. The Jets moved in an off season. No, you're not wrong, and there was like very adamant stance from the NHL that no, we are not moving the thr- Thrashers. No, we are not looking at Winnipeg. Right. Two weeks later, yeah. Winnipeg had a logo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I don't know. Like that, like to me, like that's that's. I think this maybe they're just a safety net because if they come out and they say, yeah, we're gonna have the you know the Wild play Dallas, like that. Even that, it's a, it's a great matchup. Makes a little bit of sense. There's some history there, but if they do that. And then in June, the Coyotes all of a sudden moved to Houston. It's like, well, shit, now we're playing this game in Texas. We've already announced that it's the Wild. If we would have just sat on our hands for a little bit, bide our time, we could have had something special. I don't want to say that's what's happening, because like now I'm realizing it's, it's much sooner than it actually is. 
and <laughs> I don't understand how time works. Uh, that maybe that's my first problem. Yeah. But um, I'd, I'd love it. You lost a year there. I would love it if it was Houston and Dallas. That'd be fantastic. I'm I'm so on board with Houston, and it's weird because I've always been against the Sun Belt. I don't understand why you're so into Houston. Is there a reason? <laughs> Well, okay. Well, you just I, think it's something new and shiny, well, shiny new toy. It's, it's not that it's new and shiny, but like I, I, I feel like they've just recently passed Chicago as like the third largest city in the states. It's a big market. I was, okay, I told you Chicago's done. Yeah, that's fair. They've, everyone's moving welcome. out. Yeah, everyone's moving out. Going to Seattle. Going yeah. to they've all Houston. gone to Houston. They can't yeah. play outdoor games in Texas. We're going to Houston. Yeah. So I like that's what it is. I like that it's a big market they haven't tapped into. I like the owner that's targeting the NHL the guy that owns the Rockets there. He seems very passionate. He was uh, he was the owner of the Arrows when the Arrows were kicking around. Houston. He's done a good job with the Rockets, I will admit, yeah. because the Rockets are one of the few teams that really have not been terrible yeah. in the last twenty years. Like they're Spurs light in a sense, where they've always kind of just been competitive. Yeah, and it, mind you, it's a big city. There's there's a lot of sports teams there right now, so you know it's it's got to be a fairly reputable sports town. But I've also talked to some people that live in Houston that are from Canada. They've gone down there for work, they've gone down there to retire, whatever the case may be, and it's a small sample size, but they'd all be down. Like, they would love to have a team in Houston. Um, the people I do know, they, they either drive to, to Dallas to see the, the Dallas games, or, you know, they'll they'll try to travel as much as they can, maybe to, maybe to Phoenix, maybe to Florida, or whatever the case may be, to see their favorite team, like, you know, the Habs or Leafs, or whatever like that. You know, it's the Snowbird type of thing. But I think you're not relying on the snowbirds like you were with the coyotes you know what i mean you're you're not i, I think houston could really support an nhl team in uh, in 2019 you know like this it's it's not the 90s anymore the league has grown the league is showing it's it's willing to try new things with you're Vegas. right it's not the 90s anymore time yeah it's hard yeah you've got you, you've done a good job figuring that out uh, I genuinely have never met anyone from Houston in my entire life. I don't think, oh, but um, okay. that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not against Houston. I, I just I look. Uh, my thought is, if we can put a team somewhere where I see more people sitting in the seats at the games than I currently do with the Florida Panthers in the NHL, I'm fine with wherever they want to put a team. If they want to put a team on Mars and there's 18,000 people in the seats in the seats on Mars. Go right ahead. I'm sick of watching empty seats at hockey games because I think it's absolutely terrible for the sport. If Houston can put asses in the seats, even if you're talking, you know, thirteen thousand out of eighteen thousand seats a night, sure, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it, it, it is a huge market. I find it hard to believe that thirteen thousand out of what fucking six million people or something don't want to go to the game. How many people live there? It's more than that. Probably. Houston's probably up around eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna say Chicago's eight. Ish, I was gonna say six, but yeah. this is why we need John to be our fact checker. John um, can just type it in and figure out what the fucking answer is. Yeah. Do you want metro or urban? <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our guest on the podcast this week. Wait, is, you're uh, not you're not gonna guess who's playing against Dallas? Uh, I don't know. Fucking, it's actually a tough one, eh? Yeah. Like for me, if it's not this Houston thing, it's it's got to be Minnesota. I think you know you bring back you do an all North Stars type of yeah. thing. And yeah, it's divisional rival. 
Wyshynski was uh, in an article out uh, on ESPN the other day. One of his writers was talking about maybe Nashville because they're they've been hot. They haven't had one yet. Hot. They've been they're, hot. You know, divisional rival with Dallas to a yeah. degree, but they're pretty far away still. Yeah, and there's not really a naturalized rivalry there. No, like, they haven't had any. Have those teams ever met? No. Have no they ever played each other? Like I don't no. know. No. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna cop out. I'll I'll say the Wild. Okay. Because I mean. Fuck, but the Wild also kind of fall into Blackhawks syndrome, where it's like, well, eh, didn't Dallas and Minnesota play the outdoor game in Minnesota? Dallas and Minnesota? Yeah, was that? I don't, I don't remember Dallas ever having an outdoor game. No, like, like it was in Minnesota. I just can't remember who they played. If it wasn't Chicago, I don't remember that either. No, no, I don't think that happened. Okay, you look it up. You look it up. Uh, you got about half an hour because uh, we're gonna have our guest on right now. Our guest on the podcast this week is Colin to Jackie. Uh, Colin is a former player, uh, ju- former junior player. Uh, he's been around. He's played everywhere in Canada. He's played in every city. Uh, not quite, but we will talk a little bit about his junior career. Uh, he's also a former player for the UIT, UOIT Ridgebacks of the CIS, uh, former goaltender there. And he's also an employee of the Carson Bird Goaltending School. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about goaltending, just different techniques, uh, different uh, methods he uses in his job as well as uh, his playing career and what he thinks about certain goaltenders in the NHL today. Specifically, uh, maybe uh, a Maple Leafs backup goaltender. We'll get his opinion on him. So here's Colin. Colin, uh, Colin to Jackie. Oh, nice to Of uh, Carson Bird Goaltending School. Is that maybe the first credit? Well, I mean... Is that credit number one? That's what I'm most known for, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Carson Bird. Carson, Carson Bird. Bird. It was so school. funny story. Hugh. I, I yeah, was, uh, start us off. Okay, so where, where, where do I start? Yeah, to tell us about that, I guess. For, okay, so for Carson Bird, so I, um, I'm a goal. I was a goalie for UOIT. Write that down. UOIT. Yeah, four I letters. fucked it up on the intro on <laughs> four, the main episode. Four, four, for sure. four letters in the acronym. Uh, he was our goalie coach, so he's the same age as me. He was like a kind of a startup guy. He started his own goalie school up in uh, Oshawa, Whitby area. So he uh, he had that going. Then after after the first year. He started getting a little bit bigger, so he asked for some people to help him out. So I kept helping him out, and uh, we're, we're located out of the barn now in Whitby, and it's this big operation. We run a whole bunch of different camps in Stouffville, Fort Perry, Whitby, Oshawa, Clarington. It's it's pretty sweet. Do you travel pretty frequently for it? Almost every day. Well, I live in Scarborough, so it's a 45-minute drive for me anyways. Nice. Be- beautiful Scarborough. That's meant. Yeah. Fun, fun story about UOIT. Yeah. I, went, I went to a game here. Uh, the Wolves were playing. Uh, the who? I can't remember what their what their mascot is. The Ridgebacks. Ridgebacks. Ridge right. Ridge Hunter the Ridgeback. Come on. How do you not know this? Yeah. Either so way, you're go, the you're the mascot. We go to the game, and my uh, my girlfriend's sister like just loves going to see Thunderwolf shit. But like she's like, oh yeah, we're playing that that East team at like the next night at dinner. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, well, wait. That East in French, wherever. Like, no, that's that's the University of Ontario. <laughs> Technology. That's a a school in Oshawa. Like, just yeah, or the New Western. Yeah. Wow. 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 The French school. That's good. How how did you like the French school? You're you're still there, but you're you're not playing anymore. Yeah. Last year, last year, I'm finishing up one more semester, and I'm finito. I'm done. Finito. Yeah. That's it. How was? uh, Because you played for the team for two years. I was there, fortunately, for two years. It was awesome. It was unreal. So, funny, so not funny story, but the way it works is. Since Lakehead's so far away, UOIT only goes to Lakehead once every three years. And it just so happened I played two two years, and neither one of those were the Lakehead years. <laughs> so I got to go to beautiful Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> then I got to go to 
beautiful. Uh, where was the other one? Oh, uh, UQTR a couple times. UQTR. Yeah, another four. four Is that uh, what's that French for? University of Quebec, Trois oh. Rivières. Yeah, or at least it's French. Well, nice. yeah, Les Patriotes. She would have been right there. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. nailed that one. So you 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 did pretty well for the Ridgebacks, like overall. Yeah, for or? first year, first year I um, did really well. I played every single game. It was nice. Um, set a couple school records. It was the first school we ever to go above nine hundred for uh, save percentage, which is it was pretty good in the CIS. Well, not really, but <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, you're no Grant McCune, but I mean. <laughs> we can't all be Chris Whitley. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But after that, they'd all been shattered and stuff like that. But it was a, it was a great first year, a great first experience, and it was a lot of fun. And then uh, after that, kind of school took over. So unfortunately, I had to hang them up. Yeah. But now I get to pass the torch on to the younger generation. That's fair. It's a nice. Uh, I've I've walked. I've been to Oshawa to visit yes, you. Yes, you have. I've walked around that campus. That is breathtaking. Right. You're telling me that they filmed a bunch of movies there, and I can kind of see. Well, so, why. so well, I wouldn't say a bunch. One. I'd say one movie, and they used the <laughs> well, stairwell. Was it Focus? <laughs> no, it was, was it Focus uh, or something. No, it was Will that. Smith? It was that blockbuster hit. Uh, what was that one? The DC hit. comic one. With DC with uh, Will Smith and he was the the movie, oh, the movie that just flopped. I'm Hancock. joking. Su- Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, Hancock. Yeah. No, he's he's talking <laughs> like real Hancock flop. Wasn't yeah. Bad, but no, no. Yeah. Suicide, well, they used a stairwell. A stair- made it sound pretty elaborate. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I do. You thought it was. I was a tour guide for the school. <laughs> <laughs> I almost sold you. I almost got a transfer. I was almost student. transferring there. I was going there. I was living in fucking Oshawa there for a little while. Oh, it's beautiful. The North's beautiful. You had uh, an, an extensive um, tour of Canada. Yes. in your junior career as well before you played for UIT. I like how we're taking this backwards. Like, we're yeah, starting where yeah. you are now, yeah. and then the, at the end of the interview, it's just going to be talking. Yeah, how, <laughs> how are the Thunder Bay kids? Welcome yeah. to Colin Shack and yeah. Benjamin Button edition. Yeah, exactly. We're coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so for junior, junior, I kind of bounced around a little bit. That's still my Twitter my Twitter thing. Oh, Traveling stress, Canada, collecting tracksuits. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. So, so you... A uh, little known fact for the listeners of the podcast, you have played in every city in Canada. <laughs> right? Pretty close. So it's like 30 teams? <laughs> no, not, not, every, not every city, but a lot of the provinces, now that I think about it. That's the, that's the correct answer. BC, yes. Yeah, BC, yeah. You played in Salmon Arm. Well, Salmon yeah, I guess you should tell them. Why am I, why okay, am so, I so we'll start from the, we'll, we'll take this reverse. We'll, we'll start go, from the beginning. We'll <laughs> 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 so to start, I was in Grand Prairie, Alberta, for the storms. Right, the storms. The storms. That. that was a good. That was a while. It was a while. Two no, and a half years. No, one and a half. Years. One and a half years. But trust me, that's going to be a while when we talk about the other ones. <laughs> so it was a year and a half in Grand Prairie, which was awesome. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then I got fortunate enough. I was selected to the Team Canada West identification camp, and then the selection camp as well, where there's the likes of Troy Stetcher and Jajar Kaharia. <sighs> Colton Pareko, those kind of guys were all there, which was kind of neat to see that. That was pretty cool. So then after that, I got traded to the Humble Broncos, who were the host of the RBC Cup in 2012, which was neat. The hosts, eh? We were the hosts. So so this is the way I found out I got traded. So there was a guy named Tyler Briggs that beat me out of the spot for Team Canada West, but we were friends. And he texted me. I was heading my way to the rink. We were playing Spruce Grove. And he texted me. He goes, congrats on going to the RBC. I go, what are you talking about, (laughs) man? (laughs) He's like, oh, you got traded. You're going to Humboldt. I was like, no, like I'm on my way to the rink. I'm going to play the game. So I text my coach. He goes, yeah, you better come in early. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I packed up my stuff on my way to Humboldt. So Humboldt was a lot of fun. We won the Saskatchewan Junior Championship. We won the Anavik Cup against Portage Terriers. Uh, a, lot, a bunch of Thunder Bay guys there. Yeah. And then that we could have been the Jordy Armiento, former guest on the could've, podcast, could've Portage, been. Portage, Portage Terriers. Could have been. It wasn't. It could have been. It wasn't. It wasn't. So, yeah, then we lost in um, – 
the semifinals against the Woodstock Slammers. Remember that name. These aren't com- real teams. <laughs> remember no, that hang, name. They'll come up later. Yeah, you're going to hear about this, James. Yeah, and then they were beat by the Penticton Viso. So anyways, so after that season, I found out that the trade from Grand Prairie to Humboldt was contingent. Well, part of the deal was I got traded back to Grand Prairie. <laughs> so I didn't know that part. So I'm, I'm contacting Humboldt going, okay, like what's going on? Like we had a stud goalie too there, and we we're both going to be 20 years old. And so you can't have that many overagers as goalies for sure. So like, no, you're you're Cranberry Storm's property. So I contact that guy. He goes, oh yeah, like uh, I don't know what we're gonna do with you. And this is like two months before regular season or uh, training camp. So I go, well, like, am I coming? Or... Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, bro, no, we don't have a spot for you. I was like, well, am I on the block? He goes, no, I haven't done that yet. I was like, All right. So he puts me on the block. A week later, thankfully, I'm on the Chapel's golf course with my dad. I got a phone call. I'm moving to British Columbia. Okay. So I'm going to Salmon Arm. So it's not was, a bad call to get. No, that's a nice there are call worse to get. provinces to move to. Really nice call to get. Yeah. So I was fortunate to become a Salmon Arm Silverback. Long uh, name. Yeah, you could have asked me. I wouldn't have guessed that. What is I a think Silverback? You know one... what a Silverback is? It's a fish, fish isn't it? <laughs> it's a gorilla. Come on. It's a gorilla. My next guess would have been horse. <laughs> I would have gone horse after that. So. No, it's a gorilla. Okay. So now, was, are there a, a st- lot of gorillas in BC? you got to go to find out. All right. <laughs> just, in, just in Salmon Arm, though. Yeah. They're all in Salmon Arm. That's why they're there, the Salmon. Yeah. But anyways, so I was there for just a cup of coffee. No, I'm not logging on a cup of coffee. I was probably there for two months. Okay. I got traded the day before Remembrance Day. And I remember this because I got traded to the Woodstock Slammers. For a cup of coffee. For a cup of coffee, pretty <laughs> much. The cup of coffee. I'm going to say it's an expensive cup of coffee. I won't see how much the cup of coffee costs, uh, but it was a cup of premium, coffee. Premium uh, Seattle's coffee. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and one of those new double double timbits. You hear they're coming out with the double double timbits. There's a new flavor. I don't know about Interesting. this double double timbits. I'm gonna know. have to hit that up. Yeah, so trade the sound, trade of the Woodstock Slammers there for three weeks. <laughs> Count them three, <laughs> and then I got traded to Kingston. Finished my season in Kingston. I remember specifically your trade to Woodstock because well, I don't remember it because <laughs> it was like you know when Colin's out of town, we talk maybe every month, yeah, about once that. a month. Like couple, we, couple we, we see each other the entire time at home usually, but I never hear from you while we're gone. <laughs> There's just no point. I didn't know you played there until like <laughs> that summer. You tell me about like yeah, I was in Woodstock. I'm like, what the fuck is Woodstock? A funny story. Hockey DB doesn't know that story either. Elite <laughs> hockey prospects only knows that story. So that's kind of an if. Uh, How many if games went. did you uh, get to don that jersey? On the ice. 11. So I started every single game except the last Jesus one before I got Christ. traded. Yes, they didn't figure it out that I wasn't any good until wow. the very last one. Then good. didn't do the, don't don't look at those numbers, those were bad numbers. <laughs> but anyways, I got traded to Kingston, finished my season there in Kingston, and I got recruited to go to UIT to do some software engineering. And here we are. And here we are. So you laced up podcast. You, so you are a champion. You're one with... Humboldt. Yes, that's right. It must have been a pretty cool experience, like oh, hometown. Right? Amazing. What man. can you tell us about? Like your experience in Humboldt, I guess. The, the salt of the earth people. Some of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. Like they filled the rank every single night. We have one of the best teams uh, that I've ever been a part of for sure. If you if you drive down Main Street, they have fire hydrants, and uh, they paint the fire hydrants with the faces and the jerseys of the, the the people playing on the Humboldt team. So you have the logo on the back, on the front, name on the back. They change it all the time. It's pretty sweet. Did you get to partake in the painting of your uh, <laughs> of your hydrant at all? No, no, I didn't. And thankfully, they spelled it right too, which is pretty oh, that's pretty impressive. Good, there were some there were some big names. There was Dejaki and Kawiak. I, I still can't pronounce that one. I can't even. I couldn't write that one. There were some <laughs> tough ones. The other Goy Harinku. So there's some difficult stuff. So they had uh, they had the dictionaries out for those ones. But no, that's a, such a great spot. They have such a beautiful rink. Um, there were it was named after a guy named Edgar, Edgar Peterson. Edgar Pearson, I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering his name, but he was a founder. He had like coached the teams. They, I think they won like 
four or five RBC Cups with him too there. So pretty pretty special place to play. Lots lots of history, which is pretty neat. What um, you started goaltending late, like not. It wasn't like you were strapping on the pads when you were like eight years old. Kind 100%. Of thing. When did you? How old were you? Thirteen or something? Well, not that. Not quite that Fuck late. That. So here's the story. So I was born in Kitchener. I was there for the first five years of my life. Right. No one really plays hockey in my family, so I was a lacrosse guy. Ooh. So I moved to Dryden, uh, beautiful Dryden, Ontario, home of the Paper Kings. Um, <laughs> Chris Pronger. Shout out to Dryden. Kevin Rain. Yeah, we got yeah. some guys. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so um, so I didn't know how to skate, so I was in can skate, so I was a figure skater for the first couple of years I was in Dryden, and then uh, by that time, it was in grade two or three that we started actually playing hockey for real, and I couldn't understand the drills, and I couldn't stick handle a puck, so I kind of panicked, and when they started drawing the drills, I said, oh, screw this, I'm just going to go in net, <laughs> so I, bought, <laughs> I put the pads on, and never looked back, so that was kind of the start of it, and then from there, um, I, did, I didn't make a double A team or anything like that, nothing crazy, and then we moved to Thunder Bay when I made the Kings in grade nine. And ever since then, I was playing competitive hockey. Here, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Here. I've always kind of wondered that about myself. You know, like yeah. I played hockey my whole life, mostly forward. Yeah, and you know, you start thinking back when you get to your mid twenties, like, what if I was like the greatest goalie in the world, but I just never strapped the. I would. I could be the best like badminton player, but I just never. Yeah, never, never put him on in peewee or anything. No, you never got there. No, I played two games in net. I let in four goals and I got a shutout. So I mean, like you know. Oh, you're Garrett Sparks. Yeah, I'm Garrett Sparks. <laughs> here we, here yeah, we go. I think the lead people. Here we go. Guys. <laughs> All right, it's time to get into that. So you're you you're not a goaltending expert. I wouldn't say so. You're not an expert. I've, I've watched the games though. So you're not an expert. But I'm not an expert. You're, you watch the games, but you're not an expert. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you, I mean, you've we've we've joked on the podcast. I don't know if you've heard about your feelings about a certain Maple Leaf backup goaltender. Okay. Uh, who goes by the name of uh, Casimir Cas? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Sparks. Okay, yeah. Sparks. So let's get into it a little bit, maybe, about certain goalies you like, you don't like sure. around the league. And, and uh, you know, you feel a certain way about Sparks. So I don't think he's a bad goalie per se. <laughs> he was an excellent goal in the AHL. Phenomenal goal in the HL. But for what juniors too, I guess. There's that. <laughs> yeah. There's gold medalist. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Gold medal. But if like it's just thing. such a situational thing. Like you have Anderson, you're mm-hmm. solidified number one. What do you, you want him to play what, sixty five, seventy games a year? Maybe. Not ideally. Well how much I mean, how much do you think? He's great, but you want him in like sixty to sixty five. Okay, the most, so your right? backup goalie is gonna play twenty, twenty five games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you want a guy that's going to consistently give you a 9, 9-10 save percentage, nine fifteen save percentage, or do you want a guy that's going to be feast or famine? <laughs> like, I mean feast or famine. No like no saves at all, putting up an 8-44, 8-10 every single game, and then a shutout. 8-44. Yeah, you, sure. don't, you don't want that. You want the 8 It's, it's nuts, and it's nuts. Shutout. And it's like, this guy's a younger stud. I get it. He was great in the A. Phenomenally. But, well, yeah. Can't well, take that away from you. Want, you want a Calder Cup. That's, mm-hmm. that's sweet. But... Do you want a guy pushing Frederick Anderson for that number one spot? Like, you don't want that. You no. have your number one. You have your number two. Mm-hmm. Why would you get rid of your number two to get a number three? <laughs> that's what he is. He's yeah. a number three. <laughs> yeah, that's my thought. So you you would have kept which of the other two? Oh, McElhaney. McElhaney, for Easily. sure. Easily. Yeah. Well, I know hindsight's twenty twenty now. He's no, I, sick numbers. Well, but, like, the whole time I was saying Well, I bet McElhaney. he was great in Toronto, too. There was, was a reason close. why he was the backup. He was, he was and, he, and just the way he plays, too. He plays such a good backup game. Why do you think they got rid of him? Do you think it was an age thing? Like, do you think it was just they saw Sparks could kind of take 20, 25 games for years down the road and I don't make know. him a career backup? You guys like, probably what know, do you think it was? You guys well, probably you, know better than I do. You can like, only keep one of them is how it was going to work out. All three of them had to be waived. 
Oh, I, yeah, but I'm asking why was Sparks the guy? Like, do, do you do oh. have an opinion? And why do you think but, Sparks? Who had to be? So I'm not sure. McElhinney and Picker McElhinney were, got, got waived. Oh, yeah. So I 100 Yeah. So I guess, like, I don't know. I would have kept McElhinney for sure. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I agree, but. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could, I don't know the deal for their contracts. Could you have dealt Sparks and got something out of him? Calder Cup winning goalie? I mean, in theory, you could have. You may see them end up doing that now, depending how Hutchinson works out. I mean, yeah, he honestly. Look, he didn't look fantastic. Yeah, uh, he didn't have a great game. Today, spoiler alert, we are recording this after the main show. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He didn't look great today, so you never know what's going to happen there. But he's had a good run in the league. He's been in a professional for a while now, so yeah. you never really know what happens there. You could, in theory, deal Sparks, but they seem to like him. Like, they seem well, to like, have the thing that I come back to is... You, you you talk about he's he's got some rough games and he's got some good games and all this, but he's twenty five. Yeah. Like Freddie Anderson didn't get in the league until he was twenty four. Yeah. Like, doesn't this guy deserve a couple of years? Maybe doesn't he deserve some time to? I completely agree, you know? but I think he's, this is the wrong organization for it right now. Yeah. Like you need you need a solid thirty year old backup that can come in and be that like uh, be that stopgap when maybe he needs to maybe but needs when, a rest. But when Freddie's washed out or you know gets his third concussion in a couple of years now what do you do now like who are you talking about then like well, then so, that, that's then i think i think we're winning now in the next couple of years before contract in theory stop. that's why you have ian scott too right like that's kind of what i think ian scott's a, a big scott's surprise though he was never supposed to be that's fair the guy right no but that's where you're at now like three months ago they knew he was good when they drafted him they drafted him fourth round for a reason he's not like a top prospect but Three months ago, when they had to choose between McElhinney, Sparks, and all these guys, like you know, you've got Ian or Ian Scott coming up, Eamon McAdam too, you know. Eamon McAdam, yeah. I watched him play actually. It's a real name, yeah, 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 because he uh, he's on Newfoundland. Newfoundland, yeah, the Growlers. Okay, yeah, dogs, yeah, yeah. We gotta have you on for an episode of just like education of Canadian hockey teams. Oh man, just go through. Is this a real team? It'll just be an hour long quiz, and you'll give us like a hundred team names, and like, is this right or wrong? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Best name I've ever come across, the Melville Millionaires. <laughs> real junior hockey name. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> real junior. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Hamburg Freezers, for sure, but that's a good one, too. <laughs> that's a good one. That's like a good it. one, too. The alliterations. Yeah. The alliterations. Who, um, who, at this point, because we're kind of at a crossroads, potentially, here mm. in the league, where you had your spark, or, uh, Sparks, I've got Sparks on the brain. You had your Price, you had your Lundquist. Yeah. These guys are kind of faltering at the moment, whatever's yeah. going on with Price, and then Lundquist, it's just an age thing, I think. Who at this point do you think kind of reigns supreme between the pipes? Like if you had one goaltender right now, no who's question. the best guy? John Gibson, gotta be. Yeah, John, gotta be John Gibson. There's like the amount of top end scoring chances the Anaheim Ducks give up every game. I was watching one game. I'm a John Gibson fantasy <gasps> owner, and I've uh, I've seen a few too many of those games this year. It brings back flashbacks of the 2013 Leafs. Man, they'd be they'd be so tough. bad without Gibson. It's insane. Yeah. But like they give up like. 20 to 30 high quality scoring like 20 to 30 it's not an high exaggeration quali- no for, I w- for those of you listening that is not an exaggeration <laughs> like a high either. quality shot is a shot in the house so yeah. like we'll draw a line from the, the crease up to, ex- yeah. yeah it's it's and like these are top end guys shooting the puck 30 times you're gonna score a couple times yeah but i watched the game and he like he's one a two one three two like he's mm-hmm. gross yeah. he's gross and mackenzie black was looking pretty good too yeah i was, I was, just, gonna ask, I was just gonna ask you you don't live here anymore but which of the three Thunder Bay guys would you most want to have on your team for for one game? Because they're all looking pretty good right now. So so they're all so. You're different. a little. You're, are you are you friends with Matt or not anymore? Murray? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I don't really talk to him very yeah, much yeah. anymore. But we grew up. We played. We trained together and stuff. That's kind of how I feel too, because I've known him. 
for like I don't talk to him anymore, obviously, but like I grew up with him as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel partial to him. I like I picked him to win the Vesna this oh, year. Always a little bit wrong. I have, yeah. But yeah, I don't think he's going to win the Vesna this year at this point. But yeah. you know, it's hard to answer that. I sometimes I think, but but what, yeah. what would your answer be between the three? Yeah. Nice. So, well, Mackenzie's probably not the most uh, proven yet, so it's tough. And Murray's won two cups, so it's hard to go against Murray. But like right now, as they're playing, it's hard to go against Blackwood. Like, he's so big. He's so strong. When mm-hmm. we used to train together, the way he's the way he pushes, when he stops, like it echoes the rink. The guy mm-hmm. is just so powerful; it's wicked. Mm-hmm. And then Hutton, he's such a battler. Like I think I was watching the top eight, top ten, uh, twenty eighteen saves the other day. He's only out there like two or three times. Yeah. Like gross saves every year. Gross. Uh, saves. Hutton's another guy, kind of like Gibson too. Where like Buffalo is another team that gives up tons of high yeah. percentage scoring chances, oh, yeah. and like he's having a solid year. Yeah. There. You know, there was a lot of doubt that he could be a starting goaltender. I think he's starting to really prove it in Buffalo that he could do it. Oh, 100%. Like he's playing great. 100%. No, yeah. he's been awesome. No, he's been really good. We went to watch a game, and, like, just the energy he brings to the position. It's so different. They see, like, a Carey Price or, like, even a Gibson or a Murray. They're so stoic and calm and net. And Hutton's out there playing the puck. He's doing these mm-hmm. different things. He's doing, like, stuff that we used to do when I was, like, 16 years old. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if you guys know goalie terms, but there's something called an RVH. Everyone rips on it in the NHL now because they get beat high. Okay. He does a he does something called a VH. So it's like he has a other knee down and he plays it like an old school. He's like kind of like a Marty Burger style guy, which I really respect because it's like almost like a reactionary guy rather than a nice. a statue, you nice. know. So it's kind of it's kind of neat seeing him play that way and succeed at doing stuff like that because there's so few guys that can do it. Like Bernie in his prime did that exact same thing, yeah. but then guys start to figure it out. Like Carter's only five eleven, not a very mm-hmm. big guy. So when you start getting figured out like that, you kind of start getting slower. Then you're gonna get picked apart, but. He's almost gotten better with age, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a big, uh, do we have a Tim Thomas in the league? Like a big flopper? You got a guy that kind of just, not so just much starfishes anymore. around. You know is what? There funny thing is, I Hutch kind of reminded me of that. Hutch, hey. and you know what? Pekka Rinne. Pekka <laughs> yeah, Rinne's a floppy guy. Only in the playoffs, though. Oh, <laughs> Guy's a stud geez. in the regular season. Oh, Can't God. figure out in the playoffs. But yeah. I saw a lot of that out of McElhinney the last couple of years. McElhinney, too, yeah. Was, I'm, I'm good with the way he was flopping. Yeah. I'm good with that. No kidding. Yeah. Like, like I think you, you mentioned it was just like taking a guy out of the 90s and dropping him in 100%. the modern day and watching him play goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch, though. I like watching those kinds of goalies. Like, it's not exactly. it's not, not someone you want to bank on, necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but, like, if you got it, they're doing fine. Like, one of my favorite goalies ever is Tim Thomas, just oh. because it was just hilarious to watch. That's exactly it. Just a mess. Especially when you can see guys like that go in there handle the puck, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hutchie likes playing the puck, which is kind of cool. Call Thomas up at the age of 36. He's doing cartwheels in the net. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck am I watching? Is Twilight Zone? Yeah. Not going to the White House and stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's yeah, who you want. The best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll never get another Tim Thomas. We've, we were blessed once, and he's gone now. University of Vermont Catamo, Catamos product. Hmm. Yeah, Catamos. What, what's a Catamos? He's uh, it's got a panther thing. It's a weird-looking cat. <laughs> the mouse cat is what it is. Sure. Call to Jackie. No, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you very much Thanks for, for joining me. us. Go Leafs, go. Yeah, enjoy your uh, flight home. You go Porter? Yeah, Porter tomorrow. Go only Lounge. Way, only way to go. No, only way to go. Yeah. I nice. feel like I feel like Porter should sponsor the podcast by this point. By <laughs> yeah, the amount no. of times we've mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to them when I uh, go go down in February. Yeah, that's true. I, I haven't I haven't taken... I don't think I've flown Porter since I went to see you. Oh, so that's the problem. Yeah. It's, it's way different. we got to get on more flights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we will. We'll go see uh, Carter Hutton next time. We'll go see the the way the we we Ridgebacks. Yeah, the way the way Ridgebacks. <laughs> the, so the East Ridgebacks. Yeah. Thanks, Colin. Yeah. Our thanks to Colin to Jackie for joining us up on the Laced Up Podcast. It was the Blackhawks.
the Blackhawks had an outdoor game? No, the Wild had an outdoor game. They played really? the Blackhawks. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It sounds right. I don't doubt you. It sounds right. Yep. I we should have a quiz game on the show maybe next week, where I will tell you that uh, this game happened and these two teams played, and you have to tell me if it's a real or fictitious outdoor game. <sighs> that would be wild. <laughs> That would be Minnesota. There's, wild. there's been a lot. Yeah, there probably like is. It's over 40 now, I think, in the history of the league. 40? I think so. I think so? I think so. you got to remember, they've been doing the Winter Classic for 13 years now, maybe? Yeah, or six. So. So that's 13. They've had Stadium Series, Heritage Classics. The debacle in Vegas in 93 counts. That was a preseason game. <laughs> we can't, we're counting. It was outdoors. Two teams played, kind of. Right. Yeah, count the uh, Danbury Prison Pirates that played the Red Wings back in 54. Ooh, you, you know I do, buddy. Right. Wasn't there one in like Halifax, too? Yeah, the, the Fog Bowl? The Fog Bowl? Yeah. The they couldn't see across some... the ice or whatever? Yeah, it was a disaster. That's meant. Um, reminds me of Mystery Alaska. Ah, yes. Mystery Nova Scotia. Uh, the Dallas Stars. We're going to continue talking about them. So they got some good news this week in the fact that they have an outdoor game next uh, year. The bad news is that uh, I don't know if Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan will be playing in said game. Hey, you suck! (laughs) Their their, uh, CEO came out last week. Wasn't it on, like, Boxing Day or something, too? Like, really close to the holidays? And basically said that uh, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan of the Dallas Stars, of the team he manages are horse shit. And probably not what you want to say about the players that you're paying a lot of money to. Uh, they had the responses you would expect. Tyler Sagan just kind of said that he needs to be better and kind of left it at that. Uh, Jamie Benn made a comment about how uh, he doesn't really care what the CEO plays because he doesn't play for the CEO. He plays for his teammates and his coaches and the fans, uh, which I completely agree with. I do think they both sort of owned up to the fact that they do kind of need to be better. Which, look, I'm not going to disagree with Jim Lights. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan need to be better. Um, but you're also forgetting about the years where, you know, Jamie Benn won the fucking scoring title and Tyler Sagan was in the Hart Trophy fucking conversation. And this team was, you know, basically dog shit. The teams that these two guys just single-handedly hauled to the playoffs on their own when there was nothing else on this team. It was one line, no D, no goaltending. Um, you know, you forget about those years, and it's kind of easy to say they need to be better now, but, like, are they really that good now? Like, this is maybe the better, one of the better teams they've had since those guys have been there, but, like, you know, are they that good? Is this Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan's fault? It was just a weird way to put it, a weird way to call out your stars, I thought. Uh, the timing was weird. Yeah, you, uh, mentioned Boxing Day. It, it was actually the same day that, um, Dallas beat the... Predators two nothing. Nice. They beat the Predators two nothing, and then the CEO makes these comments. It might not be the right time. You just beat one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. You shut them out. Sure, neither of those guys scored that game, but it's not about one or two guys in the team. It's about the team. It's about the Dallas Stars. Yeah. You want the Dallas Stars to win. The Dallas Stars are winning. Well, not winning, but they won that game. So what's it matter if those two guys didn't contribute to the win as long as the team wins? There's all this talk about how it's a team effort, it's a group effort, 
Sure, it's easier to win when you have a McDavid or a Ben or an Ovechkin. But it's still a team yeah. effort. So if the team is winning, yeah. what's the problem? Um, Tyler Sagan leads the Dallas Stars with 34 points in 40 games. Okay. Uh, second fine. is Jamie Benn with 31 points in 40 games. It's fine. Third is Alexander Radulov, who's having a really good year, 31 points in 30 games. Um, then it's Jason Spezza with 21 points. He's also um, minus three on the year. Miro Heiskanen is next, a 19-year-old defenseman. Essa Lindell is next, a shutdown, not offensive whatsoever defenseman. Has 17 points. Devin Shore, Radic Faxa, uh, Klingberg, who's been hurt quite a bit. Uh, you got your your Matthias Janmark, your Jason Dickinson, Tyler Pitlick. This is not a very good team. Who's in net? Uh, well, Bishop. Is he st- I thought he was hurt. And then, uh, no, Bishop's having a really good year. That oh. is partially the only reason why, other than Ben and Sagan, that this team isn't dog shit, which leads me to my point, where basically the only reason this team isn't dog shit is because of Ben Bishop. I see. And Ben and Sagan. That's fair. I, I don't know. It's weird timing. Yeah. I, I like obviously a point per game would be nice. Scoring's up. Your scoring your scorer's production is down. You would like them to correlate and ideally have sixty points with fucking Rantanen and Marner and all this stuff. But like guess what? Jamie Benn is a two way forward. He's also like almost you know, he's like twenty nine years old now. Tyler Sagan, yeah, he, he could be better, but like he's got Ben and that's it. Like if they're drawing the other team's top defensive matchups every night, how how good are they gonna be? You can only be so good against, you know, fucking P.K. Subban and Matias Eckholm every night or whatever. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's tough. I don't, I, don't, I don't really get it. Like, I don't understand. And also, like... It's partially the reason why the Leafs went out and signed John Tavares. Is because so Austin Matthews can play sure. against fucking, you know, Brendan Witt every night or whatever instead of, uh... Yeah. Brendan Witt. <laughs> I wish it's they the were... the 90s I wish, again. yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the 90s. Yeah. I don't know how time works either. No, and like, okay, so you've you've made these comments now. You want your team to be better. You're not going to be able to go out and sign John Tavares. Because who the fuck is going to want to come and play for that guy? They tried. They did try. <laughs> they tried. But you know what I mean? Like, how, how, hey, yeah, could you come, uh, you want to come play for the Dallas Stars? Oh, don't you have that CEO that's just batshit crazy calling out, you know, all of your star players? And you want me to be a star player for the Dallas Stars? Like, no thanks. I will go anywhere else than the Dallas Stars, unless I'm a third-line checking forward that needs work this year. I need to put dinner on the table. Like, you're not getting any big fish by calling out your star players. You're not going to improve your team uh, if you're the CEO by, by these sort of tactics. Your, your GM now must feel all sorts of pressure. And when GMs feel pressure, well, as we've seen in Edmonton... They make mistakes. <laughs> they pull the trigger on yeah. things they shouldn't be pulling the trigger on. Yeah, we're going to get to and that. And I don't see how this is going to work out for Dallas. I don't, I've never heard a CEO, like, any time in my life have, like, any comments about the, 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 the team. Save for maybe the Leafs when Lewicki was, you know, kind of involved in the decision-making process before, you know, Shanahan and these mm-hmm. guys took over. I've never heard a CEO make comments uh, even marginally close to what uh, I can't remember the fucking guy's name um, Jim Lights Lights yeah w- w- to what Lights said I, it's 
there's no place for it. I, I don't get it. Um, the guy should just resign, as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. Because, like... What, Sp- uh, spicy! What, like, what, what are I going to tell them? Like, there's, there's no way to fix this. You can't backtrack now and be like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've always loved Jamie, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan when their contracts are up and they want to leave town immediately. You're going to be up the Rio Grande without a paddle. The Rio Grande. Isn't that the, the river in near Dallas? I don't know. It's not good. It's not going to get any better. I guess, to my knowledge, uh, Ben Bishop is the only reason that this team may have any success this year because apparently Ben and Sagan aren't good enough so Mm -hmm. it's news to me but um so for what it's worth um Jim Lights has been involved with the Dallas Stars for a very long time he has left and come back as the president he was briefly involved with the Coyotes but he's been involved with the ownership group of the Stars for you know as far as I can tell a couple decades now um, Still doesn't know how it works, eh? So, so here's what's interesting to me: is there was a tweet. I have to give credit where credit is due by Adam Jazzuski. He's at Ledger Sco on Twitter. Um, he went back and took a look at their draft records since 2007, the year in which they drafted Jamie Ben. Uh, what I might add was 129th overall in the NHL entry draft. So Jamie Ben has played over 700 games for 700 games for the Dallas Stars. Um, in that draft, they drafted six other players. Two of them ever played an NHL game. Uh, the next draft, 2008, they drafted five players. One of them was Philip Larson. The other four never played a game. Philip Larson was limited to 151 games. Now the 2009 draft wasn't bad. Every single player played a game. Their first round pick, eighth overall, Scott Glennie. Uh, it's worth noting, played one NHL game. 2010. You got Jack Campbell, who's been a career backup for about a year, and before that he couldn't touch a league. Uh, you got Patrick Nemeth. You have Alexander Guptil, who never played a game. Alex Thero, who never played a game. John Klingberg, 2010. So he did okay there. Uh, 2011, first, o- first round, 14th overall, you got Jamie Alexiak. Brett Ritchie. Uh, Yuri Yo- Yerky Yoki Paka. They also drafted three players who never played a game. Uh, 2012, you got Radic Faxa, 13th overall, who's a pretty solid third or fourth line center. Ludwig Bystrom after that, never played a game. Mike Winther never played a game. Uh, you got Devin Shore, Essa Lindell, and Gemmel Smith, all of which who have played games. After that, three more guys who never uh, played a game. We'll keep the party moving here, because it gets a lot better. Uh, we got 2013. You've got Nikushkin, and then aside from that, kind of a bunch of uh, scraps and guys who never played a game. Uh, 2014, you got Julius Honka, who's played 79 games. You then have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 guys who never played an NHL game. Uh, 2015, 5 guys, uh, 3 of which have not played a game yet. The other 2 have combined for 23 games. And now it's worth noting Rupe Heinz. Heinz? Rupe I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Rupe Hints uh, is up with the team right now. You got your 2016 draft, none of which have played a game yet. Uh, 2017, granted, Jake Ottinger should be a good prospect. Um, Jason Robertson, possibly. 
Yeah, I mean, like, my, we're, my, we're, we're close enough now that it, it yeah. could still turn out. And then, twenty, yeah, 2018, they drafted eight guys, and I'm sure someone maybe will work out. They drafted Jamie Benn and John Klingberg in later rounds. They could have gone to anyone, and they could have not turned out. And aside from that, their next most successful draft pick was, what, Essel Lindell? Nikushkin. Who's kind of just... Yeah, I'll give you Nikushkin, yeah. I guess. He's had a good career in the KHL. <laughs> um, look, like you've you've been the president and CEO of this team for a long, long time. That drafting has been the issue for very, very clearly. Uh, where do you get off criticizing a guy that you stole 129th overall, and another guy that the Bruins gave to you for almost free? Because he liked to go to bars and miss curfew by 30 minutes every night. Like, really? Where, where do you get off? I'm as confused as you like, are. Look, look, at the, look at the roster. How do you blame these guys? Are you kidding me? Why did they even stay? Like, I can't believe Sagan... Even last year before this happened, I was kind of surprised Sagan re-signed. Yeah. I kind of thought he would leave. And like he's he resigned good you, for him. You rode the you rode the Kari Lettinen train oh, for a few years in, too long. into the ground. Yeah. And I was like I was as big of a Kari Lettinen fan as there was, but even I got to a point where it's like, how is he still on this team? Yeah, exactly. So if if you can't draft, that's fine. Some teams just can't draft. You get unlucky. That's not least, fine. Least, no, 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 no. Hear me out. That's not fine. If you can't draft, you have to find alternative solutions. You have to either nail it in free agency, or you have to work the trade market in a way that produces results. Uh, okay? Every other team's done it. Well, no. Even Ottawa's drafted well, better okay, than you, and Ottawa okay. drafts terrible. Look, there's, someone is going to be the worst drafter in the league. Okay? It's just going to happen. Someone is going to... It's going to happen. You can't be the best at everything. True. Okay, someone's going to be 30 first, 30 second. Yeah. Uh, okay? But if that's you... <laughs> If you are the shittiest... It was the Leafs for a long time. It was we'll the Leafs that, for a long yeah. time. But you know what the Leafs could do? They went out and they signed guys. Scouts. They paid for scouts. They went out and traded for Brian Leach and Ron Francis and Alex McGillney and whoever else to better their team because they knew there was nothing coming yeah, from the they pipeline. Away, they gave away draft picks and whatever. Because they couldn't draft them anyway. Yeah. That's fine. Dallas should be flipping every fucking pick they have because they can't use them anyway to bring in some guys that can actually play the game... And off your point, like, you know what bugs me, too, about them not putting more money into scouting and putting more money to better this team off? We're not talking about the Arizona Coyotes or the uh, the New York Islanders where this is a budget team and they don't go to the salary cap ceiling. Like, the Stars aren't at the ceiling right now, but this is a team that in the past has put a lot of money into their hockey team. Yep. Before the lockout, they were, what, the fourth highest payroll in the league? It went... The Avalanche, well, the Red Wings, the Avalanche, the Leafs, and then I thought the Stars were next. So, like, they've it's the same ownership group. Yeah. They put money in the team in the past. Yeah. They've put money into the team since the lockout. They've been to the conference finals. Like, they got it. Was it was ten years ago, but they, they were there. They got it right with Radulov. That was a, that was a good yeah, signing. Yeah, it was a good signing. I, I hated it at the time. I, it's a great signing. They did good with Bishop when he's healthy. Yeah. You know, they, it was a good trade. Yeah. Like that's and that's a, where they have to nail. That's their strengths. That's their, the thing. Is I, Jim I, Neal is, was a very aggressive trading GM for a long, long time there. Made some good yeah, trades. Yeah, when he first got there, he, he made was some pretty... some good trades. Yeah. And now, I don't know, things have cooled off. 
and there's nothing coming. Like, I don't know, 2018 draft? Sure, it's up in the air. I, I don't know what's going to happen. 2017? Yeah, maybe there's still a few gems left. But it, it there's nothing coming outside of that. You, you got nothing to yeah. look forward to. No, it's 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 kind of up to Jake Ottinger and that and Ty Delandria yeah. coming up. Like, I mean, for whatever reason, they can't find defensive talent, it seems like. I mean, now they've kind of, you know, Klingberg's great. And yeah, Lindell's sure. actually turned out to be a pretty solid defensive defenseman. But... Like, if Eric Carlson makes it to free agency this summer, the Dallas Stars had better be throwing every penny they have at this guy because they got nothing. But that's the problem, is is that would have been a really, really ideal destination for Eric Carlson. And now you got this asshole throwing comments well, exactly. like that out there. And now you can't I mean, get him. Now, now it's up to Carlson and it's up to the Stars to, to manage. You know, are you dealing with a guy who maybe just got a little carried away or, you know, maybe his comments got taken out of context, possibly? Or are you talking about Eugene Melnick here and you have another owner who's just going to kind of slowly lose his mind now, you know? I mean, he's not the sole owner. That's the good news. That's it's not, it's not like Ottawa where it's yeah. just like one guy, one guy only. Yeah. You know, there, there are other people involved in the ownership group here in Dallas. And, and to Dallas's credit, like how many times have we come on this podcast, you know, ripping Dallas? Like probably never. There's not really much to say about Dallas. Like they've been a pretty respectable team. They, I like their coach. I like their GM for the most part. You know, I like Sagan. I like Ben. Uh, yeah. I like Bishop. I I will admit that yeah, Sagan and Ben are not what they used to be. I don't. I just. But think, where were you when they were? Yeah. You know, like what were you doing for them? But, when they were putting. Results but even on? when they were that good, part of me wonder. I mean, Jamie Ben. Yeah, part of me kind of wondered about Sagan. Because, you know, Sagan has some flaws to his game, for sure. But, you know, a part of me wondered, like, if that was going to be sustainable. And, and clearly, you know, it probably isn't. I, I don't think they're ever going to get to that level again. I think they'll get better than where they are. Because, again, you know, like Jim Light said, they've been not great, to paraphrase. Yeah. But, uh, Someone pointed out that, that whole thing about Sagan and, and the posts and crossbars. And, like, it's not a good excuse, yeah. but it needs to be it validated. Helps. It, it helps. You need to show that, like, hey, it's not like I'm missing the net by five feet. Yeah. It's not like I'm not creating chances. Or not getting chances, or I don't have the puck, yeah. or whatever, right? There's, puck possessions, everything now, and there's a they, little they bit have of, the puck. There's a little bit of bad luck to Tyler Sagan's season. That, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And the thing is with Jamie Benn, too, and I, and I hate to say it because he's he's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, he's not going to last. No, he, the way he plays, he, he plays that type of game. Like yeah. it's, you know, what did, what did you think he was going to be when he's thirty five? Yeah, you know, like look at look at Lucic right now, and obviously Jamie Ben is has always been leaps and bounds above uh, Milan Lucic. But they're but similar. Like, Lucic their, is run down, and it's going to happen. Exactly. To, it's just not happening as quickly to Ben. No, it will. No, no Jamie Ben's in like phenomenal fucking sure. shape, and he's a really smart. Like, it, don't get me wrong, Jamie Ben is a superstar, but. Yeah, he's he's not gonna play till he's forty. I, to Corey I, Perry, like Corey Perry was. Yeah, Corey Perry another example. You know, he's, yeah, he's falling apart. They're similar players. Yeah, so yeah, which yeah. is sad to see. But but well, both of them. I like both. Not a lot of people like Perry, but I do really like Jamie Ben. So um, it's it's a weird situation. I kind of hope the Dallas Stars work things out because I definitely don't have anything negative to really say about the Dallas Stars. I wish them success, and I, I hope uh, I hope everything gets resolved there. And it doesn't turn into a really ugly, sort of sticky situation. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are back in the news. <laughs> uh, on Sunday? Yeah. Sunday? 
Peter Shirelli, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, had a panic attack and traded Chris Weidman, who he just traded for um, not a month, not even a month ago, I don't think, and a third-round pick to the Florida Panthers for Alex Petrovic. Should we just talk about that trade and then move on to the second one? Because I think I let's think just talk about that trade. For I a think second. there's stuff to unpack separate from yeah. the second trade. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to walk you through the day. This trade happened first, and then a trade is going to happen in a little bit here. That may be one of the first trades I have ever seen where I thought that was a horrendously terrible trade for both teams. Yeah, that was weird. That was the that was worst. Really weird. That, like... Le- okay. <laughs> I'm not saying Petrovic is worse than Weidman. I think Petrovic's better than Weidman. But, Petrovic is slower than Weidman on a team that has got the fastest player in the history of time on it. So, wouldn't you want other players to skate fast with Connor McDavid so that way you have other players you can put on the ice with Connor McDavid? The only thing I can think of is that maybe Weidman was too quick. Maybe he was getting up into the play, and then by the time he got there, you know, you know teams come back down. Now he's flat-footed. If you just leave Petrovic back there, he's always there. Yeah. He can't skate up the ice. He's just, he's just there. And you know he's back there. And you don't have to worry about him. I'm not going to lie. I don't, it's, like, I don't... it's like putting your kid in, in, a, in a cradle. You don't have to worry about him. He's just there. Hmm. You know where to find him. You're good. Just turn on the baby monitor. You're right? good. Yeah, you're good to go. I don't think I watched Chris Weidman play a shift for the Edmonton Oilers, so I can't really, like... <laughs> I can't really, like... I honestly, I wasn't even sure if he was in the lineup when I saw the trade. I don't even know if he played yeah, one. I, I don't know. Uh, but what I can tell you is what I do know about Chris Weidman is he is faster than Alex Petrovic. Alex Petrovic does not have very good footwork. Now... Alex Petrovic is a smart defender. I will give him that. He's not a bad defensive defenseman. He is not a good one, though. He is not much different than Adam Larson. You already have Adam Larson. He makes much more money than Chris Weidman. Um, so I thought it was weird for Edmonton. It's arguably weirder for Florida. Oh, yeah. Because Florida... For, the, for those of you who don't know, the Florida Panthers... A year and a half ago, opted to protect Alex Petrovic in the expansion draft and exposed, therefore, Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith to the Vegas Golden Knights. And if you are not familiar, those are two of Vegas's best well, players. I, I think Probably they have two it, of their three best players. I think it slightly off. Okay. I believe what happened was Florida said to Vegas, if you pick Marcheseau. We will trade you Smith to not take Petrovic. No, no, they protected Petrovic, but I think what happened, you're kind of right, was they wanted Smith's contract off the books, so they exposed Marcia So, and they're like, we also give you Marcia So if you take Smith. Yeah. So, not in, not the best move. No. Because Jonathan Marcia So is the is, let's say, at the face of the Vegas Golden Knights. Right. Uh, Riley Smith is very, very good for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you now have moved the defenseman that you chose to... Like, you could have just protected Marcheseau or Smith. And, I mean, like, it's one of those moves where you look back on it, and you're like, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. But even everyone at the time was like, eh, I don't know if that's a good move. Because, right. like... Not everyone would admit Smith was amazing, and like I knew Marcheseau was really good, but I'm in the, like a very small minority that thought that. 
because I remember watching him in Tampa Bay, of all things, and thought he was really good. But, like, no one at the time thought Petrovic was any good. So where does the Petrovic part work in? Like, how is Petrovic the guy... Well, he was young enough that maybe there was a chance that he was going to turn so. out. He kind of has Eric Goodbranson syndrome to me, though. Maybe. When you're when if you're like if you're 24 and you're not a great skater, how are you going to be 27 and suddenly know how to work those fucking long legs any better? So I I don't know. It it, it was a bizarre move. It was. Um, the thing about this is that we'll, we'll see this when we get to the second trade. But like it was almost like Shirelli was just trying to like throw six darts at a dartboard and hope he hit a bullseye. Just. Let's make something stick here. I gotta do something to keep my job because if I don't make the playoffs this this year, I'm done. I think he knows that. He might even be done if they make the playoffs and they're out quick. Yeah, it's kind of funny how like a week and a half ago everyone was talking about it like, oh my god, like Pete Shirelli's job's getting saved by Ken fucking Hitchcock. And now we're kind of back to the point where it's like, yeah, I don't know, Shirelli still might lose his job. Because, oh. I mean, like he made two bad trades. The Oilers are sliding again here, so... Exactly. You know. And, like, so... He wakes up one day and panics because the defense is just awful. And he's got the best defensive coach in the league and thinks, you know, maybe something different, but not quite as talented, will play better under Hitchcock. Let's try that. Now, I'll ask you this. Mm -hmm. Looking at, just strictly looking at the Edmonton Oilers defense, like those six or seven guys back there. Ooh. Post-trade. Could I name them all? Okay. Uh. <laughs> Are they better or worse than they were before Sunday? I would argue worse. You think they're worse? I would argue worse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, because as we're going to get to with the second trade, I am really not a big fan of one of the two personnel that they brought in. Um, oh, I guess we'll get to that now. Are you done with Petrovic? I think so. Yeah. Uh, the... Edmonton Oilers then traded. I gotta get the full trade here. It was they sent Drake Kajula and Jason Garrison, who they apparently had, to the Chicago Blackhawks for Brandon Manning and Robin Norrell. Now, what I will say about this trade is I don't know anything about Robin Norrell. Oh, he's the key, don't you know? I would hope so. <laughs> because <laughs> maybe I'm missing something on Brandon Manning. But after about 250 NHL appearances, I think I've got a pretty good book on Brandon Manning. He's not very good. Right. He's really, really, really bad. Yeah. See, like, for me, like, I, I saw the trades, and I don't know, like, Gar- Gar- uh, uh, sorry, Weidman and Petrovic. Like, I, that's that's pretty much a wash in my books. So you, you basically just traded away a third-round yeah. pick, okay? That's how I saw that one. That was right. Manning's played 235 games. Nice. And then, okay, so like Jason Garrison, who's not great. I don't, I don't love Jason Garrison. I don't think he's a good defender. No, he's 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 done. Yeah, like he's a he's a sixth at best at exactly. this point of his career. So you bring in Manning for him, and it's like even that. Okay, I could I can see that even being maybe a bit of a wash. But now you've gotten rid of Drake Kajula, one of your star players' best best friends on the team. And I will, like, I will admit, I, I think Drake Kajula is a pretty good little player, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I, I think he's a really serviceable player. So what, Not what boils, someone I would have wanted yeah. to move. What this boils down to after the day's work is that the defense is as good or worse. Because I don't think it got any better. 
So it's either going to be the same or worse. And you lost a third-round pick, a serviceable middle six forward, in exchange for a prospect that we don't know anything about. Like, maybe the Oilers have some sort of plan. I don't even, I don't even think he's that young. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know who this guy is. Like, I... I I saw the name, and it was just... I assumed that he was some sort of recent draft pick. Robin vet. Norrell. All right. Brings us to our next segment here, folks. Who is Robin Norrell? All right, James. Who is Robin Norrell? Well, Robin Norrell is a uh, left-handed shot defenseman from Stockholm, Sweden. He was drafted 111th overall by the Chicago Blackhawks in 2013. Uh, he's five foot eleven, one hundred and eighty nine pounds, and because he was born in ninety five, that would make him twenty three years old. Uh, he's played for teams such as the Rockford IceHogs, the Djurgårdens IF of the Swedish league, and uh, the Djurgårdens IF Stockholm of the Swedish uh, one league. He's also made two appearances in the World Junior Championships for Sweden in two thousand fourteen. And 2015. And uh, his favorite ice cream is Rocky Road. That's fantastic. So they actually got a defenseman out of those two trades. That's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, so bad after all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's the key cog here. I guess we'll see. Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd be great. I want him to be. Honestly, fuck. I'm so sick... You know how earlier I was talking about how I'm so sick of the Blackhawks being good and I would just kind of like, you know what I mean, a little bit of time here? The opposite with the Oilers. I'm so sick of them being bad. I just want them to fucking make the playoffs like three years in a row so we can just stop it with this already. I hate watching teams just suck constantly. It drives me more than watching the, it drives me more nuts than watching the same team win over and over again. It drives me insane. It's annoying. Just be good. How are you so fucking bad that you're bad for like 15 years? I think it's hilarious. It is kind of funny, but it's also it also drives me nuts. But look, Brandon Manning sucks. He sucks. Uh, he's got another year left at 2.25, which to me as like as much as I hate Brandon Manning, I think that is a bad contract and it's not that big. That is bad. It's not good. Look, there are certain guys who just play in the league because they're good at doing things that maybe aren't relevant anymore. And Brandon Manning's one of them. He's not a great skater. He's really not good with the puck. He's not particularly smart. He's not particularly physical. He hits, kind of. Like, I don't know. He's not good. I said it, I, I, I said it already. Like, they did not get any better. I think this is a good trade for Chicago because it's addition by subtraction. First off, yeah, they got rid of Brandon Manning. Stan Bowman that was their biggest mistake. Stan Bowman saw he made a mistake. Like Brandon yeah. Manning was mi- minus fourteen in twenty-seven games there this year, which like I'm not a big plus-minus guy. Eh, if you're like a minus every second game, yeah, I kind of buy it. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, he's not great. No, like the only caveat here is that like he's been playing for the Blackhawks all season, so maybe. Maybe it was the Blackhawks yeah. system that was holding him back. I maybe, thought he was bad in Philly. but Maybe Petrovic and Manning can be better under Hitchcock. Maybe there's something there that Hitchcock that, can That untap. is the only thing where I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, let's maybe watch it and see. 
but I still don't like it because I don't think Garrison was you know I don't think you get anything more out of Garrison and Weidman I don't know again I think Weidman is just as good as what they've got with Petrovic and Manning if not maybe a little better mm-hmm. but if you're not working like if it's just like a thing where like the player is not you know gelling with the coach you, you got to change something up and I I can respect that but yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case no one has come forward and said Chris Weidman was the problem. Chris Weidman was the reason yeah. that his defense wasn't holding together, and we moved him out and brought some other pieces in, and we expect it to be better. Of course they expect it to be better. So we'll see what Hitchcock can do. But on paper, it's a wash for me. Yeah, You brought two guys in, you brought two guys out, you didn't get any better. So I mean, the only thing I will give that to is, is you know, when a guy gets traded twice in, in a month, it, I, I, I'm always kind of leery. And I do sort of wonder about what's maybe going on with them. Because um, you don't really see that that much anymore unless it's in the summer. And it's, you know, a contract thing. But, like, in season, it's kind of weird. Chris Weidman's gotten traded by two terrible teams. Um, so I, I, I do sort of wonder there. But what I will say about Weidman is I think Weidman is closer to the modern-day definition of a defenseman than Patrick and Manning are. Uh, in the fact that he can skate, he can move the puck. He can defend by, you know what I mean, moving the puck up the ice rather than, you know, trying to stop it from coming toward his way. Yeah. Like, he can kind of, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it is a little weird, I, I will say. Uh, I don't think that these trades are going to work out very well for Edmonton. I, I, I could see Petrovic maybe finding some ground there and sort of getting... Hitch, Hitch can do some magic. Getting through so it. So, maybe. But, yeah. We'll see. Uh, for what it's worth... I gotta look it up because I can't remember. Petrovic's also got. Oh no, Petrovic is at the end of his current contract. Well, that's good. That's not as bad. I thought Petrovic was making like four million a year or something. Okay, well that's good. One last thing we should talk about while we sort of you know inferred to the Ottawa Senators a few times in this podcast, but we never really really got to them. So it's time to finally mention the Ottawa Senators a little bit. I know you've been waiting, and. Uh, the wait is finally over. Mark Stone is set to begin contract extension talks. Is he? Does Mark Stone sign an extension? Mark Stone's not even taking a call. <laughs> Mark Stone's phone is off until June. There is no way Mark Stone is signing an extension with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, sorry, there is one way. That way is if Mark Stone um, puts maybe family... In, in the sense that maybe he's got, like, some sort of relationship status in Ottawa or some kids. I don't think he's got any kids. I don't, I don't know Mark Stone's Mark personal Stone? life too well. Mark Stone? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah, okay. So, unless there's something off ice keeping him to Ottawa, like he's got some sort of mansion that he built by hand with his father, who is past now, or some, something weird that he needs to stay in Ottawa for, he's gone. See ya. Bye. Why would he stay? What is there to stay and play for that organization? That organization that lowballed you so badly <laughs> back in July that you're thinking, yeah, no, like this team's going to be great. This is a chance to win a championship. No, it's not. This is a chance to make some money. No, it's not. I get to stay and play with an elite center in Matt Duchesne. No, it's not. Eric Carlson. No, it's not. Our goaltending? No, it's not. Our pri- our prospect pipeline? Yeah, okay. When I'm 35, maybe. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> I have a point. Yes. Uh, Mark Stone is represented, 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 rememberable, ness, rememberable ness. It's the nineties. <laughs> Mark Stone is represented by Don Meehan of Newport Sports Management. Sure. The same company that just got John Tavares seventy-seven million dollars this summer. Fascinating. Mark Stone is leaving. <laughs> he's gone. He is. He's already gone. Like part of me wondered. If he would stick around. But, like, he's going to look at the money that John Tavares got. And, like, granted, Mark Stone is not John Tavares. No. Mark Stone could easily get $60 million this summer, though. Mark Stone could make or break a team's Stanley Cup chances. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. He could go to Dallas and make them a contender. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of player. He'd be a good fit there. He's that kind of player. And if Ottawa doesn't flip him at the deadline because they have it in their head that they might be able to extend this guy, they are asinine. That would be the biggest that would be the biggest way to say fuck you to the senators if I'm Mark Stone. Yeah, I'm uh, I'll consider an extension. You guys just you know, uh, we'll wait till the end of the season, you know, I don't want to talk about it during the season, and then when the off season hits, nope, sorry, fuck you, I'm out the door, and now you get nothing for me. That's what I would do if I was Mark Stone, but I'm a bitter person. Who has cap room right now? Not a lot. Coyotes, Carolina, Colorado. Oh, fuck, he'd be a good fit in Colorado. Oh, yeah, I don't God. think it lasts, though, because they got some big contracts they gotta oh, start God. paying out. Do they? Yeah, yeah, Randon. Just Randon. Randon's getting paid. But just Randon. McKinnon's coming up, Landeskog's coming no, up. No, McKinnon's got like five years left. Five? McKinnon's got a long... I thought he had a four-year contract like two years ago. Was it? Let's look it up. I could be wrong. Let's look it up. Nathan, see, this is why we need John. It's true. Nathan McKinnon is signed until 2023, good sir. Right, that's fair. They should sign Mark Stone. Yeah, I don't know. They're probably going to trade Tyson Berry soon, so. Yeah. yeah like, I don't know. Like we've been saying since 2012. He's, he's gone. There's no extension talks. This isn't even a, a, a thought. I, I, okay. Uh, it's, it's not happening. So it's over? It's done. It's over. He's gone. Okay. Uh, your trade pre- him now. Your prediction, where's he going and how much money? It's tough, because I think a lot of it depends on... We're going to do the prediction again in six months anyway, when yeah. the off-season show comes. I, I think it's tough, because like you have to consider, um, if the Sens flip them, where that where, where does he goes, and if that Ooh, team true. can make a, a pitch to keep true. him around. That's, that's, I think... Where would he be... Okay, where would he be a good fit short-term Nashville? Yeah, I was thinking Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. They should sell an arm and a leg to get him. Dante Fabro, fuck it. Trade him. If... And I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but if they can turn around the defense, if if the coach can find some magic in the new additions, maybe Edmonton's in on him. Because if you get close enough to the playoffs where you've got Connor McDavid and you can add a guy in the wing like Mark Stone, <laughs> yeah, maybe there's something there. I don't think Oilers hang on to him. Like I think that's a situation where he's purely a rental. But you know what? Like Vancouver, they just made a trade today. Vancouver and Ottawa. They made a trade a year ago for Burroughs. Let's hook up again. Let's make another one. Vancouver, they're on the cusp of the playoffs. They could they could use a guy like Stone to get him over the hump. Again, it would be a rental because they got a lot of young pieces that are going to be costing them in the future. But if you traded a guy like Stone to a Colorado, um, then, yeah, I think that's a, that's a team that would sign him long-term. If you traded him to Dallas, maybe they keep him around long-term. So 
I, I think a lot of it determines where he gets traded to and if that team wants to try to hang on to him long term because it's easier you got that extra year you can talk about that you can float that eighth year to a guy and you get a, a couple more months to, to figure out something as opposed to you know a week in June so uh, I think he's going to get traded to his hometown Winnipeg Jets at the deadline and I think he's going to sign with the Colorado Avalanche next year okay, okay. seven years what's uh, what's a good number 60 million dollars that's like 8.5 a year eh? Yeah, something like that yeah yeah, yeah. That's what's gonna happen. I, I'd say under nine, but around nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good for Mark Stone. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. We uh, we got an interesting one this week. This one has been a request uh, a few times. It, it was requested months ago. We never did it. Uh, it just felt like the right week to do it. It's kind of a quick one, which is kind of nice because it's uh, it's an opinion based one. Uh, but you 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 folks know uh, that we are movie fans. And I've warned a few times on the podcast that we are likely going to get into some heavier movie discussion here in the next uh, month and a half, two months, as it is Oscar season. We are going to discuss the top ten movies that we despise, that other people love, that are universally loved films. Uh, We did five each, because it would be hard to do ten each, or it would definitely be hard to rank, because we feel differently about said movies. True. So, um, what's your first film okay, so number, that you number, that you dislike? Number five for me is... Oh, you is, did them in order. Yeah. I just did five. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, I put mine in order. Okay. This is a this is a tough one, because it's not one film. Um, it's the X-Men series. Like, all of them. Nice! All of them. That's mint. Yeah. Nothing um, against Hugh Jackman, I'm guessing, no, right? It's no, just no, like no, a, no. It's, it, and, it, like, I love superhero movies. Like, I know it's not your cup of tea, but... Yeah, I was going to say, like, if... It's worth me noting that, like, my five is just every superhero movie ever, but I thought that was kind of a cop-out, yeah. so... Like, I, I like my Batmans, movie, I like my Marvel Well, I like my Batmans, stuff, I should say. Right? But, I liked Ragnarok as well. Maybe it's a little bit of laziness, because at this point, it's just like, there's too many. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and start this X-Men train and watch 15 films to figure out what's going on. No. I'm... I didn't like the first Sounds couple. terrible. I didn't get on board. Everyone loves them. They keep asking me why. I, I, that's yeah, yeah. still done. It's, it's, let it let it die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number five, because they're not in any particular order, I guess, is uh, the Fast and the Furious films. Okay. I don't. I don't look. I was a car kid when I was growing up. I liked cars. I thought cars were interesting. From Vroom. Yeah, I, I thought cars were cool. My grandfather was a mechanic nice. at Mazda for years vroom vroom there you go zoom zoom but uh i've never really seen the appeal of these movies i, I don't find them entertaining I, you know how movies try to be cheeky and funny this movie tries to be cheeky and funny it's not funny yeah. this movie tries to be suspenseful it's not really suspenseful the car yeah. tricks aren't really that cool no. um vin diesel's annoying as fuck i don't really care what anyone says Paul Walker's been dead long enough. I'll say it. He's not a great actor. Well, oh, oh, well, no, he's not a great actor. I like Paul Walker. I've seen him in a couple films where he was okay, and he was a great, great person as far as I can gather. But uh, yeah, I don't really care for those movies. That's fair. And really, without Paul Walker alive anymore, there really would be no reason for me to yeah, watch they're, those. They're movies. Still doing them. I don't. I don't yeah, care. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. So that's that's number five. I guess I'll rank them now, because that is the one I feel the least strong about, for okay. sure. The other four I feel pretty strong about. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so my number four, 
and this one hasn't aged well, so maybe maybe it's not as loved as it once was. Um, I really hated Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, nice! Yeah. Wow. That was such a huge thing when I was just getting into high school. Like, all... Everyone I fucking knew loved that film. It's and okay. I, I didn't get it. I, like, I, I thought it was annoying. I thought it was stupid. I didn't get the humor. Um, I think the thing with Napoleon Dynamite is that it's aged properly. Maybe. Like, I think it's at the I point... people realize now how bad it is. I think people accept now that it's, like, it's kind of funny. It has its moments. I love Uncle Rico. Yeah. But... It's Maybe not it's just amazing. A, a, a thing with my timing. Like I was, I was at the right age. No, I agree. Everyone, or, everyone used you know, to love it. Yeah, I didn't love it as much as everyone. I think I was able yeah, to like see that it wasn't the funniest really movie ever. But bad film. Huh. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's fair. That's interesting. I didn't know that about you. We're learning well, a lot about you here. Ooh. Number four for me is uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Okay. I don't really think Forrest Gump is that spectacular. Um. I've I've watched it a bunch of times. I've seen it, and I, I I've told you this before. I I shouldn't say I hate Forrest Gump because if Forrest Gump's on TV and there's nothing else on, I won't like turn it off. But I think Forrest Gump's incredibly overrated. I don't think it's a it's a fantastic movie or anything. Okay, it did win best best picture, which I think maybe is one reason why I'm sort of sour because it won best picture over Pulp Fiction, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and Shawshank Redemption. Which I would argue is the best movie ever made. So yeah, I don't love it. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like the idea that there's like one guy in, in history that just kind of stumbled his way into all these, you know, random events of, you know, monumental I like that. Like that's kind of a cool concept, but I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I can see why people might not like it. And it's you're, funny. You're one it's, of the few that doesn't. So. I don't I don't um I don't hate its existence, but I I don't particularly love it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, number three for me. Okay. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you've mentioned that to me before. I don't. I don't agree, but that's okay. It's I like an opinion thing. I like all the actors in that movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I love everyone that's in that movie, and I don't even necessarily think the acting is the problem. I just, I didn't like the story. I couldn't really get into it. Um, I didn't buy it. I, I don't know. Like uh, every 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 turn along the way, it was just like yeah, okay. I see what you're trying to do. I don't. I don't really understand it. I don't understand. Like, I, I didn't get why they made that film. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Okay. It. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. Um, my number three is The Shape of Water. Uh, <laughs> and the only reason it's number three is I have to note something, and I, I have to be very honest here. Is this is the only movie on my list that I haven't seen the entire movie. It is, but it is worth noting. Okay, so as we get into Oscar season, you guys are going to get to know me and James how we like to watch the Oscar movies. We watch, try to watch everything that's nominated for a major award, everything we can get our hands on. Um, I uh, this is the only Best Picture nominee that I did not get all the way through because I hated it so much. Uh, so maybe it gets better, but I mean, I got I had enough of watching fish fuck humans after about twenty five minutes, and I turned it off. I've never seen it. So. I like every actor in it. I don't hate Guillermo del Toro, the director, but I fucking couldn't stand it. Couldn't yeah. do it. I've never seen it, so it might be on my list, but it, mm-hmm. it's not just... I didn't feel right one of my on there. One of my favorite actors of all time, Michael Shannon, is in the film. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Okay. I, I couldn't do it. Richard Jenkins, the dad from fucking Step Brothers, is in it. Hmm. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number two for me. 
yep. another series. Uh, but I think nice. the, I think the first one is the one that sticks hardest with the, the fans. Uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one piece yeah. of incest laden seventy five year old weirdo hanging out with a teenage high school kid traveling back in time piece of garbage that I just I can't get through. Okay. I've never sat down and seen the whole thing in one sitting. I've seen the whole film in different like segments. It's bad. It's not good. I don't get it. I'm not going to lie. There's no storyline there. I don't even think I've watched it. Oh, God. I actually don't think I've ever seen Save it. Save yourself the time. I, well, I all never, of a sudden, never planned on they watching They made it. two more of these pieces of shit. And all of it, like, we're going back into the Old West in the second one, and we're riding the train. Like, no. Just stop. It doesn't make any sense. It was weird. The 80s, they had some hits. They had some lows. This might have been the lowest. Okay. You're good? I'm good. Um, my number two is Now You See Me, which uh, is one of the highest grossing box office movies of all time. I believe it was in the top 100. Um, it was so well loved at the time that they made a second one, which I'm kind of annoyed they didn't call me Now You Don't. You know what I mean? The first one's now you see me, the second one's now you don't. I right. get it would be yeah. confusing, but right. fuck. I would have I would have gained a little bit of respect for it. I, I only know one person that likes this film. Well, the thing is, is it made enough at the box office and was I, critically I well-received so, yeah. enough that they so. made a second one, is a thing. I Like, I know people who went to see the second one. So, uh, by, that, by that stance, they liked the first one, I guess. The first one had... Had me kind of drawn in the first hour... And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that is the worst ending to a movie I have ever seen in my life. Because the ending, I've looked it up, I don't. I still don't understand how it makes sense. Okay, well maybe you should figure that out. Because I don't hate the film, I thought the ending was pretty good. I don't I don't see how the ending makes any sense. Okay. i got to look into it again because I haven't seen this movie maybe. in a long time. Maybe. But I I remember coming home that night and like reading stuff online and trying to figure well, out I had, if I, I, had if to I watch missed something. Once, but... And I don't think I missed yeah. anything. Okay. As right. far as I can tell. Interesting. Terrible movie. Oh, fucking right. hated it. Wow. All right. I love Mark Ruffalo, but I fucking hate that movie. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number one. Okay. Avatar. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Pocahontas in space. Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> no one else picked up on that. No one else was sitting in the theater going like, "Hang on, they did this back in 1968. Why? Why am I? Why is this making so much money right now? It's space Pocahontas." <laughs> I don't get it. Cool. I okay. hate that movie more than anything. They're making like six sequels, apparently. Oh man! Like, it it is the most it is the, like, the highest grossing film of all time. How? Who paid to see that? Yeah, it never really struck me as interesting. And again, I don't think I've watched the whole first movie. But have like, they released more than one now, or is there still just no, only the one but out? There's only one, but they're supposed to be making like six of them. It's not even like, yeah, we're going to make a second one and see how it goes. No, no, they've got plans for six more of these stupid things. My thing with that movie, and I've heard people say this before, is that you know the effects are great, and I agree with that. Are they? I, I think it's really well done in that in Are that regard. They? Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm not going to a movie to watch fucking special effects. I could watch a documentary on special effects if I were that interested. The special effects, to me... I don't care. It's the same thing with, like, Star Wars. They fucking they put, like, Carrie Fisher in there. I don't give a shit. 
the, I don't care. The, the special effects for me in that movie resulted in it just being an animated film featuring Sigourney Weaver. That was it. They may as well have just made it animated because it was that over, like, special effects. Oh, but the... But, like, it was too yeah. special effecty. Well, whatever. It was too much. I don't know. I don't know. The guy you. turns blue, and all of a sudden, there's no real people in the rest of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Put on Pocahontas next time. I'll be more interested. Thank you. God. Good night. Okay. All right. Uh, my number one, without question, is Slumdog Millionaire. I've never seen it. I fucking hate it. Mm. And uh, fuck, it was so boring. It's like watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire meets Saw. I don't care. What the hell do I care? I don't care. Who wants to be a Saw? Yeah, who who wants to saw their foot off? Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fucking... And, and it's just like, it's a non-linear story, but it's like, the story's boring. So what the hell do I care if it's non-linear? Like, if you're just like, jumping back between him on this game show giving all these answers and then he's like sawing his foot off and stuff like that it's like i don't i don't i don't that i don't think he actually saws his foot off i don't, I don't remember but I, I couldn't stand it it won best picture over milk which i think is is a fantastic movie it won best picture over frost nixon it won best picture over the reader which wasn't amazing and it won best picture over the curious case of benjamin button which i'm not a huge huge fan of but i will admit it's a much much better movie than slumdog uh, millionaire i almost went 0 for 6 that year for oscar films I, i've only ever seen curious case from that from that group well there were only five as well all right you've never seen uh milk no you should do yourself a favor I, I, I meant to at the time and it just kind of it's probably sean penn's best acting performance and that's saying something because i am sam is is something else but yeah, okay yeah milk milk is phenomenal good, phenomenal good movie good stuff um bad so that, film. so yeah well milk's good film slumdog bad film i, I will give an honorable mention uh, real quick uh, to home alone yeah i kind of figured that was going to make your list yeah it was pretty close yeah i figured we talked about it enough last week you know i, I surprised the listeners with five new films so so you you hate home alone you would say if it's on, I won't turn it off. But I'm not. I'm not looking for it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to seek it out. So I was going to say, like, there are some pretty big name movies that I think are like overrated. Oh yeah. But like, I don't hate Home Alone. No. I think it's overrated. Yeah. I think Wedding Crashers is overrated, but I like it. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There's your top ten. That's that's it. So now you know. Now you like the best part about that top ten is that should infuriate some of you at home because I'm sure there's a lot of Forrest Gump and. Uh, uh, Avatar fans out there. Space Bad. Pocahontas. Space Pocahontas. Space Pocahontas. Jesus Christ. Uh, so that's laced up for this week. Follow up, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on what do we got? Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Clomper. Clomper. <laughs> we should note Clomper is not a real app. For those of you who haven't caught on to that. Caught on to that oh, gag we yet. Let, we should have let that go for a while. No, that's a uh, that's a Mark Marin joke. Uh, you got anything you got to plug? No. I don't know. I don't have anything coming out right now. I, it was Christmas break. I didn't write anything. No, I'm. I'll probably write something soon. I've, I've I got nothing. It's 2019. Happy health to all those listening. Happy health to those listening. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Colin to Jackie for joining us this week on the podcast. You were fantastic. It's okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I think I'm good. Cool. That's laced up. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. I like your hat.